talked about possibly going to New York Comic Con this year. Oh yeah, sweet. Uh, yeah, because honestly, when I just from looking at what they had, I mean, I didn't get a chance to walk around and see stuff a lot. I was there for preview night, and then I was there for doing the install. So there's no celebrities, no cosplay, none of that stuff's there. Yeah. And and honestly, it just seemed. I mean, I, I guess some of the panels and stuff were going to be good. I I thought I'd I'd heard today that there was a rumor that Ca- uh, Henry Cavill was going to make like a guest appearance. They've been saying that, but I didn't think he I didn't think he was going to. I, I I'm pretty sure that's that's just all the smoke and mirrors that goes around. You know what they're doing with Superman, and yeah. right now. You know, the thing is that they had to sit there and double down this earlier this week that they're not doing anything else with Zack Snyder or the Snyderverse. The Snyderverse is gone. It's dead. Now, that doesn't mean that Superman's gone because we already know Shazam's still there. And Shazam, did you see the Shazam trailer, the new one? I haven't seen it. I saw the Black Adam, but I haven't seen Shazam. The Shazam trailer, he actually talks about Superman, Batman, uh, uh, Flash... Uh, you know, other characters, you know, like they're in the same world with him. Well, and yeah, they can he can talk about him, but it won't necessarily be. Uh, yeah. This is the but the Flash. I guess the Flash is going to reset everything. The Flash movies, so it yeah. won't. It'll kind of start out in the Zack the Snyder universe, and it'll morph into whatever else it's going to be. Yeah. But they're not going to do any more with, with Zack Snyder or whatever plans he had. So all the well, stuff but, that he was doing with Injustice, that's gone bye-bye. So no more Wonder no more Wonder Woman. No, Wonder I Woman again, like, like, like you said, you know, I mean, he's just not going to be involved in the Wonder Woman stuff. Again, whether or not they have a Wonder Woman, another Wonder Woman movie, I don't know. I haven't heard anything on that. Um, I, I guess Gal Gadot could play the character yeah but just be in a different world i don't i don't well again you know the end of the snyderverse doesn't necessarily mean the end of of those heroes if ben affleck came back and wanted to be batman again i think they would do it you know right Um, right so i I don't think that they've killed that they've just killed the storylines that Zack snyder wanted to do and, you know, first and foremost, he was prepping the whole thing for Injustice. Which I, I really didn't want him to do anyway. I'm tired of evil Superman, you know? Oh, I just I just watched the... I picked that up real cheap. It's the latest uh, animated. Yeah. It's where Lois Lane dies and he kind of goes... Yeah, and that's, that's... That was where... Yeah, that's where he was going to go... My son had played all of the Injustice Gods Among Us games. That's where the whole storyline came from, and um, they, it, you know, in it, Superman, of course, uh, just basically becomes a complete fascist, and he and the Justice League take over the world. And so the Batman of that world comes over to our hero's world and recruits them to help, you know, battle him, because you know that Superman is just doing too much he killed that sounds the Joker. like uh yeah. that sounds like the um that frank quietly yeah earth two. earth two story where except 
Owlman comes over to help Batman, or or Lex Luthor comes over. He's a good guy in that well, universe. He comes over. Yeah, that was that was uh, yeah Earth Two, and they also did an animated movie of that uh, Crisis on Two Earths, which was yeah, really I've seen really that. good. Yeah, weird seeing uh, the Joker as a hero. <laughs> I picked up a couple. Um, I didn't. Uh, I, I I found. The comic prices at the show, ones they didn't have a lot of dealers, but and their pricing was was really high. They had they all they were displaying were like high end books. Yeah. So I had to really dig around and find some uh, cheaper stuff. But found a guy that was selling all those trades for half price. And I picked up Kirby's New Gods trade for half oh. price, which is I'm interested in reading that. Wow. Well, I've got and, that. I've got that in digital, and I've been re- I've read yeah. some of it. I haven't. Right this on. is a floppy, so it's not like a. But I, I picked up in hardback, and I've never read it. Uh, Kryptonite No More from the seventies. Yeah, and that, that I've heard that's supposed to be pretty good, but I haven't. I I thought it was really. I, I, again, I haven't read it, but what I from what I understand, the the whole idea was very <coughs> ancillary to the all the other stories going on. So it, it's like you've got your regular Carrie Bates, Kurt Swan, Superman doing all this stuff, and, and in the background they have, oh yeah, this happened, oh yeah, that happened. I mean, I could be completely wrong. I, I know it's a it's a early Denny O'Neill, and I guess Julie Schwartz, who I guess was like editor in chief of DC at the time, mm-hmm. or took over the Superman book and gave it to uh, O'Neill. To kind of do something, and I guess they came up with this idea of, um, I think they get rid of all this, the kryptonite on the on the planet, don't they? I don't I don't know what the yeah, story that's, of it is. that's that's uh, the idea is getting rid of all. Yeah. Of it. Uh, let's see. Where is that? Hold on a second. So I've got the New God series. That's um, one through six, and what that that's reprints of. Uh, Reprints of the New Gods, yeah, volume one. And I got a hold of, oh yeah, I also got the Hunger Dogs, which was Jack Kirby's last New Gods story. That's where they blew up mm-hmm. New Genesis, or destroyed New Genesis. All that was left was the city, the planet. Well, this is, I think, just New Gods, because did New Gods run with, didn't Mr. Miracle have his own title and... Yeah, I mean, if you look at New Gods number one, it's, it's just Dark Side looking back at you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one's got a very kind of day glow kind of cover. It's almost like a like a black light poster, the coloring on the front cover of it. But yeah. Um, I picked up a few other things. I filled in a few gaps. I didn't. I I picked up some Star Trek Gold Key. I got hmm. you know three or four of those. But I just couldn't fill any of my the stuff I've really been seeking because they were they were all slabbed or they were yeah the, I, I, I thought way too pricey. I, yeah, I kind of get the feeling that the the dealers at San Diego Comic Con are trying to to you know latch the whales and that's you know number one the people that got big money looking for you know their action early actions early Superman's uh, Amazing Fantasy and stuff like that and then you've got the the one selling to people that don't know what they're looking for 
you know the well, the, he, the mundane right. that just have to be there because it's you know Comic Con. Well, I was on one, so one booth, and the guy had his back wall, and the guy next to me was looking at Secret Wars <coughs> number number nine, the first appearance of the black costume, and the guy had it for and it wasn't slab. The guy had it for about three hundred dollars, and the guy was looking at it like he was seriously considering it. And like I've seen this book in dollar bins, not great, you know, not necessarily a pristine copy of it. Wait, wait, you're talking Secret Wars number number eight, number eight, whichever the, the yeah. coming of the costume from the battle right comes then. the costume. But that's yeah. not the first appearance though. First hmm. appearance is is in Spider-Man 262. Yeah, because that happened months before before, before that issue came out. Yeah, uh, which I always thought was. I, I kind of understand why they did it. So you you know you've got the one issue where everybody disappears. The next issue they've come back. Right. You don't know what's happened in between, and that gets you, I guess, to go buy Secret Wars. But I think it'd be nice if, while Secret Wars is going on in those twelve months, something else was going on in the books, so that it kind of you wouldn't, you know, you know, you pick up FF and it's like. What's the She-Hulk doing here? You know, where's the thing? Yeah, well, the like, the Spider-Man storyline that was the <clears> perfect <throat> time for them to do that because they were switching uh, the the teams. Because prior yeah. to that, Roger Stern was writing, John Romita Jr. was doing the art, and then Ron Friend started taking over the art, and Tom DeFalco was taking over the uh, the writing. The writing, and yeah. I mean, they let Roger Stern finish up the the best. Spidey Hobgoblin uh, series of fights that there were that just some of my favorite comic books right there yeah. and then at it, the end of that Hobgoblin fight went right into the Secret Wars and then yeah. comes back it's yeah. it's funny I, I went to Artist Alley is that David? <clears throat> that's yeah. the David, the David. I, I went to Artist Alley and there was no artist there but I was looking at the tables look, read the name see who's going to be there and I recognized two names. One was Ron Lim. Yeah. And the other was, I can't remember the name. Everybody else, I had no idea who they were. Out of touch, man. You're out of touch. I'm either out of touch You're or they're just not. They're not. Out of touch. Yeah, excuse well, me. I can't sing too That's I'm not sick. a place to see uh, kind of. Hall and Oates. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not the place to see the kind of artists when we grew, we, we grew up. The kind of stuff when I was reading comics, those guys. Well, Do you find those more at New York well, and other places? At the Dallas Fan Expo, they had, like, John Beatty was there, but none of the other. Yeah. Mike Zek wasn't there, or the other guys weren't there. Ron Lim, Ron, no, Ron Lim wasn't there. Mike Golden was there, and, you know, a couple of people I didn't normally see, but then, I mean, it just, and Jim Lee was there. But then it was all the other guys that have come on since, since, like, 1995, you know that, and a lot of them are artists that I just don't recognize. I don't even recognize. Well, uh, for some reason, Warner Brothers DC didn't even come to the show, so there was no Warner Brothers or DC booth. And see that that right there says it, there's not going to be any any Henry Cavill. There's not going to be an announcement. Yeah. And but they did put out the trailer for Sandman. And right. uh, I thought we're supposed to get a Man of Steel two announcement. <laughs> That has been smoke and mirrors. That's just been everybody 
saying that this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Uh, there was even a, a, a rumor floated there was going to be a Spawn versus Batman movie, crossover movie. No, <laughs> that'll no. never happen. No, no, what it is is uh, they're doing a crossover comic with Greg Capullo. And they already Tommy did a Barton. crossover comic. I know, they're yeah, doing another they one. Yeah, they already had. They're doing another one. Should we start recording? We are recording. Oh. I record well, Fish, you bring us in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm you, recording yeah, you, too. Yeah, yeah. You, you can bring us in, though. Do you know what... Ep- uh... What round this is? Sadly, I, can tell you. I think it's thirteen. I can tell you right. Give me a second. Yeah. By the way, when I went through and updated my spreadsheet, we're way over a hundred episodes. Well, yeah, we know that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is round sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, I know we've we've officially got you know more more episodes in that, but yeah, because I uh, I didn't even notice the ten episode gap until Brian said it, but then um, there's a whole bunch of them, you know, like the Rise of Skywalker movie, right? Didn't get a number. Burn special on location, not a number. Aquaman special movie. Third degree yeah. burn bulletin episode one and two. That third degree Superman. burn fan expo yeah. twenty eighteen. Uh, let's see, truck special one two three. None of those got numbers. Batman v Superman movie part one and two. Never no numbers. Star Wars Force Awakens. Fantastic Four new movie. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, there's a bunch that didn't get. But... But they I were, saw they ads. Were, they weren't actually book coverage, though. They were just, you know. Yeah, they were just. Well, they're episodes. They're episodes. Yeah, yeah. but we, well, we, it's we gonna were be doing like... it a little differently before, you know. <laughs> just. We'll do like they did with, uh, like they're promoting. I saw they had a, I guess, uh, they're calling it Amazing Fantasy 1000, but I guess it's Amazing Spider-Man 1000 coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. And they're just return, you know, they only return to those old numbers when they need to, because mm-hmm. when it's a milestone. Because they're going to do 417 variants between yep. what Marvel will pump out and what all the stores will buy. Well, we can talk about that. Do you want me to start us? Sure. <clears throat> all right. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Third Degree Burn. Uh, you're joining us for a Cocktails and Comics episode where we just talk about what's kind of on the top of our mind, what's going on in our lives, what's going on in the industry, what we're thinking about, what we're watching on TV or movies, what we're reading, and uh, I'm joined joined by Brian Hughes. Say hello, Brian. Yeah, excuse me here. Uh, I won't be doing my normal alcoholic beverages, except maybe some NyQuil or <laughs> uh, Theraflu or something here with a little hot toddy. Uh, Brian and his wife caught the Rona. And so, uh, yeah, I'm not doing my best right now. That's how committed we are to bringing you new content. Brian and his wife have the vid, and he's still here <laughs> doing a show. Well, what else was I going to do? Lay in bed and watch TV? <laughs> yes, like a normal person. Lay in bed and die <laughs> well, quietly. The doctors, they gave us Paxlovid. That's the same stuff that they gave to the President Biden. And uh, so... You know, we should be up and around in no time. 
Better look Shows out. Don't get that Shows you how important we are. We were able to pull some strings to get <laughs> Brian some presidential level medicine. <laughs> yeah, my brother didn't even get that on the second go around because he was too young. He didn't qualify. Oh, man. How old is he? Late, late 30s. <clears throat> That's too young? That's what they said. Uh... Before we go too far, and we're also joined by our SDCC correspondent, Tim Elliott. On location. Hello. On location, live, bringing you all the breaking news. John, John's the one that's going to give you more news, because mine's all going to be behind-the-scenes stuff. Because... But, but John's not joining us tonight. No, he's enjoying San yeah. Diego Comic-Con. I couldn't, I couldn't get in. Didn't you get one of those passes? No, I... I ha- no, I, to peel back the curtain, my, the company I work for puts on Comic-Con. We do trade shows, so they put on. So I had estimated a couple, I think three booths for the show. So okay. I thought, well, hey, I will, you know, because I can get in with my, my badge. Yeah. The company, I can get in while they're setting things up. And one of the salespeople said, oh, I'll get you like a wristband, a, bat, a ticket, yep. basic. Yep, yep. So that's how I got in Wednesday, which is preview night. So I walked around watching put out oh, the whole show together. And then I stayed for preview night, and then I was going to come back Thursday. But I had driven from Las Vegas to San Diego. And I thought I could park at the convention like I had before, but they closed it all off. So I wasn't able to park Oh yeah. like I thought I could. And I could not find parking around then during the Comic-Con. It's just... It's uh, it's almost impossible. I cannot find a parking spot, even to park and take the train in. And the few spots I found, they were charging sixty bucks, sixty dollars for two hours of parking. For and two hours? Two yeah. hours. And I thought, well, it'll take me thirty minutes to walk there, yeah, and then thirty minutes to walk back. So I drove around for about two hours trying to find a place to park, and I I, I got really discouraged and disheartened and I thought <laughs> that I said to heck with it I'm just gonna head back home <laughs> so what it sounds like my drove the, back home the Dallas you know fan expo that we just had uh, I had to go all three days and the first day I went with Chris and we were able to get an underground parking and the third day we were able to get an underground parking but the second day with my wife uh, going because she was going we didn't get there till much later and there was no parking, and I wound up a mile away walking. I, I dropped them off at the door, and then what I go a gentleman. and I go and find a parking space. And basically, I got further than Dealey Plaza from the convention center, and found a free parking space and walked it. And then when it was time to go, I had to walk back out there, and it was like a 95 degrees out that day. Now, for those of you that don't know what's going on in Texas right now. Apparently, we swapped weather systems with hell because for the last 30 (laughs) days or so, it's been over 100 degrees and it is still expected to be over 100 degrees for the next uh, 10 days or so. Um, But see, for me, I have some coworkers in Texas and they were saying it was like 110. Yeah, a few days this week. Yeah, we've had that a few days this week. And there's down the street, they're building a new house. Uh, House got burned down last year. And they they poured the foundation like a month ago, and I'm like, when are they going to start on this? And then all of a sudden they started doing it earlier this week, the hottest days of the week. 
and these guys are out there in long sleeve shirts doing this. But it's like you'll only hear like five minutes of hammering and then nothing. <laughs> and then ten minutes later you hear five minutes of hammering and then nothing. Our summer's actually been I to me mild because I think it hasn't been above one eleven, which is you know, usually it hits <laughs> But but hold on no, I'm Clar- serious. Clarify that though. I mean the thing is here in Texas when we get a hundred degree temperature, the humidity is about forty eight, fifty five percent, which basically means the moment that you walk outside you're bathed in sweat. Whereas in Las Vegas, whenever you guys get hundred and ten degree temperature, you're dealing with maybe two percent humidity. And the only way you can tell it's actually hot is to sit down in a leather car. Right. And yeah. it's 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 and actually today it's because we're actually in monsoon season. In Vegas, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, and it's been it was kind of overcast today, and I think it was hit about 110. But once, if it's cloudy or in the shade, it doesn't seem to be that hot. Uh, it's once the sun's on you that it seems like it's really killing you. But, but you um, gotta stay hydrated out there because you'll lose that that, yeah, that water so yeah. quick. Yeah, I think right now the humidity is about 23%, which is super high for us. Normally it hovers around 6 or 7. See, this this bug that got me here, it hit me on Tuesday. And we had training going on this week at my job. So Tuesday morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, no, I can't do this. And I call my boss and say, look, I'm sick. I don't know what this is, but I, I just need to I, – I, I can take some meds and rest, and I'm sure I'll be okay later. He goes, Brian, you have training. We paid – X amount of money, and I'm talking a lot of money for the training. Even the licenses are ridiculously expensive. So I'm like, okay, okay. So I, you know, clamber over to my computer, and I sit there the whole day doing the training and all that for two days. And, you know, I, I just wound up working the entire week, even though I felt really, really bad. But we didn't go get tested till today because my wife start, didn't start getting her symptoms until yesterday. Chris doesn't have any right now, but I'm sure he's going to come up with them soon. Haven't you guys already had had COVID? No, no. I mean, the thing oh. is, we've been vaccinated, uh, you know, every time possible, and we don't really go out that much. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that for the most part, even when it's time to do shopping, I'll do contactless, you know, shopping. I'll select everything on my smartphone, then I'll go and par- sit in the parking lot, and they load it into my trunk. Yeah. So I've been pretty good, but I did run out a couple times, not this week, but the week before, and take care of some business, and uh, we went and saw a movie nope. uh, recently, too, so, you know. Anyway, that's 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 enough of that. Uh, I've, I've taken my meds. I, I feel crappy, but I'm still here, and there are things to talk about, and I don't even know if you guys... No, since Tim, you didn't get to, to see all the fun Comic Con stuff. No, I, uh, I've been I've been enjoying John's photos that he's in. Yeah, yeah. Um, John's that's that's what I miss most that he because the the one of the best parts of Comic Con is the cosplay. Yeah. And of course, when I was there, nobody was dressing up. I really particularly all... like the Austin Powers one with the two stormtroopers with the Kukis. Yeah, saw that. Those are those. Yeah, those were. Can well, we that's just make people in costumes. Yeah, you can just, uh, I mean, you can just walk around and kind of just people watch. You can just, 
you know, and, and Star Wars Celebrations comes close to that. There's a, there, you know, that's a pretty high degree of cosplay there too. But and New York Comic Con. Now I, I got to ask you that that one picture that he showed from outside the lines, I guess for for Hall H. And Hall H is always the big. Yeah, yep. and you see the Hilton in the background. Is that a, a video screen or is that just a gigantic poster? It's posters. Okay. They, the, the Comic-Con kind of looks out over all these buildings and they have yeah. promo posters for all this stuff just hanging up. They're just big banners. But, and they were... Um, well, David, as a... Because uh, I know it used to be if you, you could apply for a media pass if you had like a uh, podcast. But then I think... Became, yeah, we probably could have. No, but Paul, I, Paul Spataro has been doing it, and then all of a sudden they stopped letting him yeah, do it. I think mm. there's so many podcasts out there, they'd be giving away yeah. too many too many uh, tickets. But I know if you have some of the guys I follow on YouTube, they if, they, if you have a big enough presence there, they will send you uh, tickets. And I've heard that sometimes they would send tickets to um, dealers. So... David, you being a technically a comic book dealer seller, I would think that you might be eligible for something like that. Yeah, I got the email probably a month ago, um, you know, saying that uh, there were tickets available if you wanted, and you know, my my thing is, I'm still not convinced that it's entirely safe to be in big crowds of people. Um, you know, take for example my brother, right, who had the uh, what was it, Delta last year, whatever that bad one was in November. He got it and was sick for two weeks with COVID, and then he just had it again here um, over the July Fourth week, and he attributes it to uh, he works for Comcast and he went out and did a a Pride event here uh, in Minneapolis. And that was just, you know, like the typical big tent booth kind of thing set up and just being their presence there at, at Pride. And um, he just got it from people walking by him, you know. So I did not really have any desire to go and be elbow to elbow with people. But the opportunity was there if I wanted it. Yeah, because it's, it's almost an... I, uh, I tried to get because I thought they used to sell tickets at the show for the next year mm-hmm. which is always thought was really unfair because if you went to the show only way to get tickets was you had to get tickets to the show but you couldn't get tickets yeah. to the show because you couldn't get to the show <laughs> but I asked him and he said no no it's just all online now so you can't buy tickets at the show for the next year because I was going to do it and we haven't tried in about two or three years, but every time we tried before, it's just almost impossible to get in. And you just wait, and then they're, you know, within an hour, they're gone. And I think it's, I don't know if it's if it's people buying up big blocks of tickets so they're not available, or they're maybe they're handing too many out to uh, dealers. You know, I guess, you know, you obviously, you didn't, you wouldn't have to wait in line, David. They just said, hey... You know, we're going to reserve some for you if you want to buy them. Here, here's your opportunity, as opposed to you know just Joe yeah. Schmo trying to to was... get in and queue up. But see, the thing for me is that, and and maybe this is the curmudgeon in me, 
you know, it's called San Diego Comic Con, but it really is not a comic show anymore. There's no, it's not, it's not. You know, so the stuff that I would enjoy personally, you know, back in the day, right, was digging through bins, right, with dealers having, you know, dollar buck, two dollar bucks, you know, the high dollar stuff, which it was great to see John's picture where he was by all these unobtainable, super high value comic books. But, you know, kind of that bin diving stuff and finding, you know, little bits and pieces for your collection, um, you know, that's not Comic-Con anymore. You know, it's... It's it's not. I, I The Wednesday night I was able to go because I was there for preview night. Most, almost everybody that was there was were, were lining up for the exclusive yep. figure, whatever the Funko thing was, or there yep. were some pen, whatever it was, those lines, like all they, all they cared about. They just want to get in and get their exclusive thing and get out. So I, for the most part, had to kind of run of the comic places that I was looking. But like John's picture, almost everything was really high-end books, slab books or high-end stuff that that's all they had out. And it was just, you know, I want, you know, I don't, I'm happy with a a four or a five. I don't need a 9.8 or a 9.9 for something. And I found one spot that kind of had some Silver Age stuff because they had tons of like current stuff that's maybe 10 years old. It's like, I don't want any of that. I've either got it or I don't want it. I want Silver Age, Bronze Age. And so I was able to find one that kind of had some decent prices that I could, I didn't mind uh, picking some stuff up. But But I think part of that is because the con has gotten so big and they, there was a, and I don't, uh, what was this thing? Chuck. Zansky or whatever it is, the Mile High Comics guy that people love to hate, but he used to go out there, and I think it was it was just pre-COVID. Uh, they stopped going because the cost to exhibit mm-hmm. at the con was insane. I'm sure uh, that's why those they had those books priced that way there because they're trying to, you know, if you're having to pay, I don't know, five or ten thousand dollars for your booth for the weekend, yep. you got to push a lot of books. You're not going to do that with dollar books. No, and when you got people, you know, John posted that picture, and I think Brian mentioned it about the Austin Powers, you know, it's like Austin Powers doesn't have blankety-blank to do with comics. You know, I I feel like the the San Diego Comic-Con has just become an excuse for people to just dress up and come out in costume. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because the... uh, Go ahead, Brian. Well, no, I was just saying, I mean, it's, you know, it's anything for anybody for what they want it to be. Um, I mean, you know, for the comic book company, the, the you know, basically the movie studios, it is where they get to show off their wares of all the, you know, the comic book and sci-fi fantasy and action adventure, you know, stuff. I mean, it's, yeah, it's moved beyond comics. And, and even in the dealer realm, you knew it was going to be, when, when Tim and I first got out, we were talking about how it's really the whale books, you know, the, the very expensive stuff is what you're going to see out there the two pictures that john sent to us you know you had your what um your very very early issues of action and superman and spider-man it's going to be high dollar stuff that's you know that's the clientele they're shooting for at this thing but i think that's what they have to bring there to be able to you know justify the expense yeah Yeah. of the booth right everything is all about you know, return on investment, right? So if your if your initial buy-in is ten or fifteen grand for a booth, I can't remember. I'll try and find it while we're talking. But yeah, I was, uh, I was looking at looking at this picture, John. He's they've got Superman number one, 
Detective Comics 28, Marvel Comics number one, Captain America number one, Daredevil number yeah. one, Fantastic Four number one. This is all you know sitting out there on you know off off their wall. They're all slabbed. They got a very early issue of Marvel Comics and it's a 1.8. Though Captain America number one's an 8.0. But even with those comics, you know, you, the business part of me right says, how many do you have to flip before you're making a profit? Yeah, because you know, you're, 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 right, you're having to pay for your. If you're not local, you're having to pay for to fly yep. in or drive in, move all that stuff in. It's it's a you know it's like a. I don't know when they come in, but it was a, they were getting most of their stuff set up. We were there, but it was a Friday started setup, I think. So it's about a four five day setup, and they were still hanging signs. Would you? When buy, I was there and putting together. Would you buy Amazing Fantasy fifteen and a five I wonder how much that would go for. I don't know. I mean, that's that's a book that it's like I'm never several gonna... thousand dollars. Yeah, they had they didn't have as much uh, original art. Usually, you could find a lot of original art there, and they had one booth I found that had a lot of covers, and even that the pricing on that had got skyrocketed. They had uh, they had a cover to uh, was it a Hulk cover? It was a and it was a you know not necessarily a, 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 a prime kind of artist it was a you know middling artist and I can't remember who it was but because it was a cover I think it was $125,000 oh my gosh and they did have some uh, they had some that were variant covers they were they were hawking a lot of that stuff you know because it's like this is the one cover the chase cover what you would I guess you'd call it if you get that you know if you order a hundred you get this one cover that they're gonna, you know, mark up to a hundred bucks to compensate for having to buy a hundred issues of something. But they had a little bit of that. But in the, I thought the setup was weird because they had the dealers. Most of those small dealers, the comic dealers, were at one far end of the hall. Artist Alley was at the other end. So it's like you've got comic artists and comic books, and there's, you know, a quarter mile between them. It's like why not put these two guys together so that. If I'm gonna get this guy's autograph, I'm gonna go dive in these bins and get yep. a book and get yep. his autograph. Mm-hmm. But I found it. So this was from uh, <clears throat> 2017. They said after the after 44 years that they won't uh, we're not gonna be exhibitors anymore. Uh, let's see. He says, to explain a bit more, my first little one-table booth in 1973 cost $40 to rent for the weekend. Wow. When we received our booth renewal for last year, so this would have been 2016, our cost for our 70-foot of space had been raised to over (laughs) $18,000. While quite costly, the one-factor loan would not have precluded us from returning as we had paid $16,500 in rent the previous year. But then he talks about what you were just talking about, that... uh, what made the situation nearly impossible, however, was that the foot traffic in the exhibit hall declined dramatically from last year. Even at its peak on Saturday afternoon, our end of the building, which was primarily comics, was uncrowded. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. he talks there. about you know how they split everything up so much because they all they have all these off-site events. Uh, yeah, they have they kind of spread it out. I don't know what the other um, the other events are, but 
wow. you don't go there really to, to buy comics. They're buying, uh, you know, hard to find. I mean, Funko was everywhere. I mean, they had a huge booth at one end, yeah. and then every there were it must have been at least a dozen other booths that were that was their prominent feature was just Funko figures, and the Funko there was a there was a uh, another booth that had long one wall and it was all Funko stuff. And as you walked by, you were kind of looking, and they would show you away and say, "No, no, you got to get in line." <laughs> so you had to get in line yep. just to walk along and kind of you had to get in line to the shop. To have the privilege of shopping, yeah. and it's like I, you know, I I picked up one Funko, I picked up a J Jonah Jameson, but you got a JJJ, yeah, sweet, yeah, it wasn't cheap, but I got it. But was that an exclusive or was that? It just says it. One they called wanted? it exclusive. I, I kind of wanted it. It wasn't just because it was an exclusive. You know, I'm, I wanted it to go on my Spider-Man stuff, but. Um, you know, when I buy Funkos, it's always, it's not, I'm not, I don't think about reselling that stuff. I get it because it's a, it's a oddball character or something I yeah. like, or, you know, and even the, the t-shirts, you know, they've got, you know, they always have the t-shirt tower. They hit two of them, one at either end. And all the t-shirts are just kind of so generic and so nothing new, nothing really clever or, uh, cool, nothing. Yeah. Not, yeah, unique. It was the kind of the same stuff you see day in and day out. Um, same with artwork. There wasn't a lot of um, original art that I usually you get some guy near this doing takeoffs and stuff. And you know, I, I picked up a few cool pieces, and the artist will sign it for you, that kind of thing. But yeah, um, I was really disappointed. You know, it's been I think the last time it was 2015, maybe, and it seems smaller. I mean, granted, it hasn't they haven't done it in two years, and this is the first time back. And it seemed plenty crowded. There were plenty of people there willing to spend their money. But I was I was telling Fanula, like I, I, I felt disappointed I couldn't go Thursday only because I was so close. It was like I was yeah. right there and I couldn't get in. Right. And I really wanted to kind of walk around and see, go, up, you know, the, the the floor above the dealers' rooms, what they call sales, which is a big open area, and that's where they have all the autograph stuff, all the movie stars and TV stars and that kind of thing. And I kind of wanted to go up there and see who was up there. But I don't think yeah, they I... even attract the the kind of people. Uh, one of the booths I did was the, was the D, the Disney Plus booth. I did that. You did the D? I did the D. <laughs> <laughs> and that was mostly selling stuff. They had a little front part. It was in, I estimated a bunch of custom counters they were selling stuff but on the back they had two little kind of interactive things like a photo shoot one was Miss Marvel where you could sit on a lamppost and get your picture taken one of them was Moon Knight and it looked like, a, like kind of like a bathroom and they had a round mirror they had a monitor behind with like mirrored plex and you would stand in front of it and then Moon Knight would appear in the mirror and kind of look at you and the other one was a She-Hulk, and it looked like uh, a, a lawyer's office with a the wall been broken it down, and there was her desk. And you could walk under it and, and like hold it up, pretend to hold it up mm. and take the picture. And I thought, well, that's cool, but don't you think they would have? Maybe they did. Don't you think they'd have some stars from this show? Because She-Hulk's right around the corner. 
show up at the con to do autographs or pro- promotions or well at least they didn't charge you for it right you're saying no it was just... yeah that was yeah great. they had they had something like that my brother and i oh, the last time we took the um his daughter and my nephew out to the uh comic-con here the bigger one which i think was wizard i don't think they do it anymore but wizard uh, yeah disney was there at the time and they were promoting civil war and you could mm. get your picture taken you know you know the poster right with captain america and his team on one side and iron man yeah. and his team on the other side right and so they would you they have you stand correctly and then they would put you in the poster image right but it didn't cost anything and that's that's yeah. the kind of stuff that's to me that's neat you know that i don't even know how much a ticket cost um but I feel like so many of these things, I and mean, that's part of the reason why we stopped going to that Wizard World when it was around, was, uh, you know, you, you spent so much on the tickets, and then it was just kind of like what you were talking about with the Funko Pop thing, where it's like, that's just your, your entry fee to get in to buy things. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, like... Well, they, they had a, Paramount had a booth there, and there, so they were promoting the new Beavis and Butthead, and they had a couch... <laughs> With cutouts of them sitting on it, so you could sit yeah. on the couch next to them and get your picture taken. <laughs> See, now um, that's funny. Yeah, the like Star Wars Celebration does a lot of that cool stuff. They will have, you know, there's one that they some company has like a full sized rancor that they will move around. You can kind of go and sit in the rancor's arm or hand and get your picture taken. You can well, sit on that, a speeder bike one, to get your picture taken. When we met Vern and Shatner, they had that yeah. lock-up of the Millennium Falcon yep. bridge, and we were yeah, going there. exactly. Yeah. They uh, haven't seen it in a while, but they used to have a, like, a life-size, uh, like a Kenner action figure case that you could walk in. Like, you're the <laughs> action <laughs> figure, and they take your picture. But now, See, that's cool. That's, that's yeah. something that's neat. Well, and you posted some pictures um, in our chat. I think you did, right? Of the they brought some original costumes there. There was there was some Star Wars content, right? Yeah, the I did the the Lucasfilm booth, and it was just a basically a eighty foot booth that had just basically a back wall that they displayed screen use uh, costumes along. They kind of had a little built up shelf, and they had. I think it was Hayden Christian's Vader costume, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan, they had the Mandalorian, they had uh, whoever the female Mandalorian is, I can't remember her name. Uh, they had Cassian Andor from the upcoming show and his little, they had a mock-up, his, I guess, little droid that okay. he's going to be in the show. They had a like a fiberglass model of that. And that's all that was. It was just, you could just see costumes but that was really the only Lucas I mean Lego had a huge booth across the way from us Sideshow had a really nice booth but they had all their really high end statues yeah well they should because their stuff is insanely expensive yeah there was another company that did mostly just bus but they were like the life size bus and I can't remember the name of them but they had one of Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange and Loki Tom Middleton is Loki and they use uh, silicone for the faces so when you look at them they look absolutely lifelike they have real hair 
and everything. Ugh, creepy. Uh, it is a little creepy, but they're like three or four thousand dollars. Yeah, you I mean, hope people well, aren't doing weird things with them. I'm just well, saying. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we hope it's not. Yeah, we hope that. But <laughs> they stick the head on a real doll or yeah. something. But even Marvel had a really scaled down booth. And when I was there in the past, Marvel had a nice presence, a big booth. And they would have two sets of um, tables, kind of on these risers. And they would have Marvel artists would come and show up for like an hour, two hours. You know, that's where I got Bob Layton's autograph, because he was just sitting at the table for two hours. And you could come up and he would sign stuff for free. John Romita Jr., same way. And and they had nobody. It was no artists there. No, it was just a square booth promoting their stuff. What was it promoting this show? And by the way, if you hear my ice clinking, it's because I am drinking my usual Crown and Dr. Pepper. <clears throat> nice for you. A, yeah. I am drinking, I found um, it's a company called Scatterbrain. And they make like flavored whiskeys. They make a mm. dark cherry vanilla whiskey, and it mixes really good with Diet Coke. Mm. That sounds like something that could get you in trouble real fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, we went to a tiki bar last night, and I had a great zombie. Um, what is that? It's a... God, what's in it? It's got about eight liquors in it. It's a very complicated <laughs> mix. I've tried to make it myself. Speaking of zombies, you all... I guess you guys are aware that they're going to make a Marvel zombie animated uh, miniseries, I think. Well, that could be fun. I read the well, comics. They, yeah, they, they kind of did it in that one what if yeah I um, the secret wars uh, the the last secret wars they had you know all those spin-off things where they're you know battle world and yeah yeah you know X X-men 92 whatever you know they had a million of them and one of them was the zombies and uh, it was pretty neat I mean I I enjoy those type of series as just like little mini series I think they kind of ran that one into the ground the zombie one, they absolutely did. Yeah. But that, that's one of the things that's coming up. Now, there's a lot of stuff that's that, you know, of course, got released today that they talked about. One of the things that broke my heart. Well, is tell us, Brian. There's not going to be a Fantastic Four movie in in uh, Phase 5. Or Phase what? Well, the next phase. It's not during the, the current phase, next phase. It's going to be at least four years before we get a Fantastic Four movie. It is the first one of the next phase after is what I understand. Phase twenty six. Okay, know. so can we can we take a can we put a pin pin in that? Yeah. And I'm sorry. Wait, no, the new business. Uh, There's two Avengers is, uh, movies to, coming out. Just to, to say, wait, let's double let's double click Brian <laughs> into Fantastic Four. All right. Let's double click into that. So I finally got to see um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because mm-hmm. it's on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and then we also watched. Uh, last weekend, the Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, I, and we can go there in a minute. But you know, uh, Multiverse of Madness. This is named John Krasinski, yeah, mm-hmm. one that played uh, Mr. Fantastic. They were giving him so much crap for his portrayal. I didn't have any issue with him. I was happy yeah, to see I, I, Mr. Is, Fantastic. He he plays Jack Ryan on the the Amazon series, and he's awesome. Yeah. And Jack Ryan yes. is basically just a non-super scientific Reed Richards, right? You know, yes. So well, no, Jack Ryan's not 
He's, he's mostly you know supposed to be a genius, but uh, he's an analyst. He's an analyst. Yeah, he's an analyst. So. Yeah. He's 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 more analyst than he is action hero, right. but he's kind of both. But uh, for, for I was the same show. way I, when I <laughs> when I heard that he was cast, or you know at least going to do this little cameo bit, because I know that there's a lot of internet. Um, talk behind like oh this is a perfect casting let's get him let's get him let's get him and they thought oh well now they've 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 done that and they put him in this film uh and this is you know spoilers i guess that's not a really spoiler yeah. i don't know if it okay spoilers for dr strange if you haven't seen it yet pause yeah and we'll go ahead a few minutes kirk walk away uh, <laughs> he's waiting for uh, vhs with his juicy juice i uh i i thought he was great i mean i thought i really thought oh he won't it won't work, and I kind of liked the bearded Reed Richards, and I thought he yeah, did a. Yeah. I thought he would be, quote, you know, pardon the pun, fantastic if they put him in an actual film. Yeah. We just gotta um, let you know, let them come up with that. And. But I've heard that that they're, he's not gonna. I mean, he, no, he and he got he got just rolled, you know, for for that role, uh, you know, no pun intended, but. I thought he was a fine Reed Richards. I, I think yeah. what he got rolled for wasn't the, his portrayal of Reed Richards, but the fact that, you know, he ended up how he did. <laughs> that they all ended up how they did. I mean, look at that's it, got nothing to do with him. Look at Anson got... now. He had a walk-on role, didn't have to say right. a word. Look what happened. Yeah, pop goes the weed. Yeah. It would have been better uh, if he hadn't said a word. Right. Well, well <laughs> yeah. That, that whole movie, I mean, we could do a whole... We should do a show on... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because I have a lot of issues with that movie and I'm glad I did not go to the theater and pay to see it. Well, let me ask you, have you seen Thor Love and Thunder yet? I have not. Oh. And Tim, have you? I. No. <clears throat> I know, I know <clears throat> excuse me, I know how it I've kind of, it's kind of been spoiled for me so I've read a lot of reviews so I kind of know how it goes and all the main Yeah, beats, but do you know how it tied but I haven't in, actually how seen it, it? How it paid homage to us multiple times? To us? Yeah. Specifically to uh, us. I do not. You can spoil spoil that for me right now. Um, <laughs> they have screaming goats. Oh. <laughs> and they constantly, throughout the movie, kept popping up and screaming. And it's the same scream. <laughs> and I'm like, whoever, uh, Taika Waititi must be listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It never gets old, I'll tell you that. Oh, gosh. I, I Every time it happened, I died laughing. And Beth and everybody's looking at me like, are you are you okay? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, um, now, the thing is, it, there's... Well, two... what are the names of his goats? I forget, because they were in... Don't know. It's uh, oh, Tooth Grinder and Tooth Masher, Nasher, yeah. or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Is, did they give them... That those his flying goats they that was the sound they made oh i mean it's like the wilhelm that was scream. that was the sound that they made yeah <laughs> that's pretty funny okay so um from what i understand there are two new avengers movies that are coming up um first one i can't find the name on oh yeah first one that can't be it the kang dynasty and then the secret wars yeah what? Okay, the next Avengers movie is going to be Kang Dynasty. They expect it in theaters by May of 2025. 2025? Yes. We did. Well, 
by then they will have been able to have replaced all the original Avengers, so but, it'll be... But listen to this. Uh, then in November of 2025, we will have Avengers Secret Wars. So we're getting two Avengers movies? But in it's not like yeah. part one, part two. Right. It's just two movies back to back. Well, think about it. Kang Dynasty, what does that say? Time travel. More time travel. And we've already seen... Shenanigans. We've already seen a bit of that in, in Loki... You know, season one, uh, and all yeah, that was leading up to Kang. But they never act in, in Loki. They never actually call him Kang, do they? Well, no, because no. it wasn't. It, it never got to the Kang identity. And so, it, basically, what the guy said was, "You don't want to see the next version of me, because the next version of him is going to be Kang." Oh, was he was Immortus, wasn't he? No, because Immortus is after Kang. Well, I'm interesting if they're going to do Secret Wars, is it going to really be? Is the are they going to have the Beyonder? Don't know. Is it going to be? Uh, a, don't know. I mean, again, you uh, know, another uh, another that's planet. Secret Wars two. Well, I mean, they, but, no but Secret Wars have, two, but there is right. But you could have the Beyonder, just not have it yes. as a physical presence. You know, just but are they going to all going to be whisk off Earth, put on another planet with all the bad guys, and then? They're going to fight it out. So let me see what this says. That my guess is they'll pull some of the bad guys from the Sony uh, Spider-Man universe. You'll get you'll get uh, Venom. Venom, but he'll Carnage. be in, he'll be an anti-hero. You'll get Carnage probably. You'll get uh, uh, the Vulture. You'll get maybe Sandman come back. You'll get. Possibly Doc. Ock. I mean, of course, all these guys have He's been cured. cured. They're, yeah, they're all cured now. Well, they can. They'll that call it alternate timeline. Yeah, alternate they'll time call it alternate timeline. Doc. Ock. Um, and it may not even be Alfred Molina. Maybe it'd be somebody but else. Now we sat down the other day and what uh, I slept through Morbius. Um, <laughs> Was it that bad? You know, the, the thing is, is I, I, I remember seeing the opening sequence and him going through all of his stuff and getting his powers and checking them out. And then I fell asleep and checked out for the rest of the movie just to wake up in time to see the post credit scene of uh, Michael Keaton as the vulture coming out on his planet going, where the heck am I? This isn't my planet, yeah. you know. So, you know, it's... it's huh? Yeah. Somehow, to get the Sinister Six together, they're being brought together in the Sony-verse away from the Mar MCU. Yeah, you know you know how in... Is it No, is it no Way Home? Yeah. That, uh, again, spoilers for <laughs> all these films. Uh, their Venom pops in, then pops out again, right? He pops yeah. into Tom Holland's universe, and then he pops out. But not all of him leaves. Right. That, that leaves it open, so in case we can't get Tom Hardy, we'll get somebody else. Yeah. Uh, or we'll get a new Carnage. Um, and there was also something at the end of, of Maximum Carnage, too. I haven't seen that one yet. Or there will be it. Carnage, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I won't spoil that. I saw that, that but I don't remember, yeah, I don't remember anything. It, it also tied in with that, so that was what was weird. Uh, yeah, they, they said Fantastic Four is going to be Phase 6. Was Woody Harrelson good as a Cletus? He was fine. Mm, I mean, yeah, again, was... I didn't read that stuff when it what? came. I did not read. Okay, I checked out a Spider-Man before the the Clone Saga came out, 
uh, I checked out on Spider-Man a long time ago, and so I hadn't read uh, anything, even the Burn stuff that he did in the late 90s. Uh, You've never read Maximum Carnage? No. No. Oh my god. Get me? That's some that's some prime Mark Bagley artwork. Yeah. And see, the, the only Mark Bagley Spider-Man that I actually have is from uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. And I really enjoyed hmm. that, but I I mean the thing is I read that up pretty much up to when uh, Venom or the costume, you know, showed up. You know, Venom showed up and then I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm I'm out." So you were out at like three hundred? No, I mean sixty issues in. Um, barely, barely sixty issues in of the Ultimate Spider-Man. So I didn't see. Oh, oh, oh! You know oh, what Ultimate. happened to Peter Parker and Miles Morales and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I never got, I never got involved in that. But yeah, you need to read Maximum Carnage. I mean, that is like one of my top three I, favorites. I own every issue, but I haven't read it. <laughs> I always thought Carnage was just kind of one note. I mean, he was, he yeah, was, I mean, it was the answer to, I, I they had made Venom a good guy, so they had to get another bad guy. Uh-oh, my um, wife is calling. Pardon me for just a second, fellas. Huh? Oh, she oh, hung where's... up. She hung up. <laughs> and I didn't. Like you're being too loud. No, she butt dialed me as did, all. David, did you read all this stuff that, because like, talking about running a character into the ground, I mean, just like Wolverine, they decided... Oh, everybody likes Venom. Let's put him in everything. Yeah. Let's make him anti-hero. And then uh, I've got him, but I don't think I've read like Planet Symbiote, where he, if it, you know, where they have the planet where the symbiotes come from, and they have uh, they really tried to flesh out that his whole back history and and what the symbiotes were. Those aren't, and all those aren't bad. Um, they're actually worth a little bit of money now too, like ten, fifteen bucks a pop. Uh, Planet of the Symbiotes, because there was a, um, I think there were, well, they were flip books. Um, remember those flip books? You know, you get two stories in one. Flip um, book. and you had to flip it over, and it was, you have to yeah. things upside down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, they don't do that stuff. They don't do fun stuff like that anymore. You know? No. They charge you, you five know? bucks, and you get about and no, five no minutes flip. Of story. You get no flip. <laughs> no flip. You get a flip for a dollar fifty, but. I, well, I did right. notice that the, the boost I saw that the, the She-Hulk issues were they jacked the price on I guess because of the uh, yeah and because the, the upcoming show well the She-Hulk trailer hit today as part of that and uh, it's you know definitely showed her breaking the fourth wall and uh, it looked all, it was very fun and special guest star showed up at the end they didn't show mm, his John face Burke. but it was definitely <laughs> Daredevil. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, Daredevil, yeah. Yeah, I heard he was gonna. But he's kind of slowly working his way. Yeah, and so he's worming. He's worming. He's worming his he's way. Worming his well, way he in there. In, yeah, gave, he, well, he was in Spider-Man No Way Home too. Yeah, they yeah, and they gave uh, they gave a little bit more of the Emil Blonsky scene, so you get to see Tim Roth, and they actually showed him changing. Uh, Wong showed up uh, in in the trailer, and uh, they showed a lot more of her and the Hulk, and the Hulk is fully healed. Um, and their dynamic, because he's, you know, of course, trying to train her. Does the CGI look any better? The CGI looks good uh, for most of it, for about ninety percent of it. There was one of it that was just a little, little wonky. So but, is yeah. he still Professor Hulk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he definitely still, still Professor Hulk. Uh, Which somebody brought up. One is 
you know, why does he need glasses? You think the Hulk can't see? I mean, I know it's supposed to make him look kind of smart. That, the idea is to make, make him, him look, look like professor. he's not the raging Hulk and scaring everybody. <laughs> uh, but well, let's go ahead. No, I would just say then let's have him have a, a line of dialogue that says, oh, these aren't real. It's just for appearance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, the, uh, you'll see, the other thing they showed, they showed Shazam, Fury of the Gods, um, which that looks just like the sequel to Shazam. I mean, it's uh, it, it, it doesn't look bad. It looks like it's in the same kind of budget range that they did for Shazam. Shazam had a budget of like $80 million. You know, it's not one of those hundred and whatever plus million budget. And uh, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are in there as villains this time. <laughs> Shazam was a pretty good movie, though. Yeah. I have to say, no, it. Shazam wasn't it, bad. It, yeah, it, it's it's I mean... more of that. I mean, the thing, you know, more of that, and Billy, of course, suffering doubt at you know being who he is. Yeah. Because apparently he can't somehow engage the wisdom of Solomon. Don't know why. But he's got all the. He still has the, because you know, at the end of that film, he gave his powers to yep. like his family, right? So there was and, the Marvel, and it does show all Marvel of them, family. and it does show that yeah. That in fact, there's a very funny scene where he's sitting there saying, you know, talking to the villain, and he goes, you know, you may have been around a long, long time, but I have seen all the Fast and Furious movie, and that showed me that <laughs> family is everything, and he, he's sitting there going. And he says, family is everything a second time. And he goes, come on, guys, that's the line. <laughs> so supposed well, to bring okay, so in. back so back to She-Hulk. Yeah. My barometer is always, so my wife, right, not a big comic reader. She, you know, loves her Wonder Woman. And that's about the extent yeah. of comics that she likes to read. Although she did like Something is Killing the Children. Um, so she's a little hard to pin down on uh, what she likes. But. Uh, I had shown her the She-Hulk trailer, and she basically rolled her eyes. Now you showed her one from today, I, or the one that couple weeks today. ago. Yeah. But my fear is that you know because so much of what we've been talking about, because it all goes all the way back to the SDCC stuff, is these shows and movies have brought in non-comic people into comic properties. Mm -hmm. I worry that some of these selections that they're making. Um, could start to burn people out. So well, there's already uh, comic book fatigue going on, or superhero fatigue, not comic book fatigue, but superhero fatigue is already going on, and it's affecting the movies. Thor: Love and Thunder uh, is is not doing as well at the box office as they expected, and you know already they're trying to sit there and say Taika Waititi is not as good a director as everyone says. I think that's crap. I think that they just did a little too much Thor humor, you know. I think he's, yeah, I think he's a good director. Mm -hmm. I think he, I mean, from what I, from what I've heard, they kind of gave him carte blanche and kind of said, do whatever you want. And right. it was a little, uh, kind of make it up as he goes. It just did, did stuff he thought was cool. And so I, I don't think it's not that he's good a director. He may not be suited for that particular film or not just repeat it's like it's like with anything rock. exactly it's like okay this movie was successful what parts of it did people seem to react to okay let's take those parts put well, them in the next I movie mean, and just amp them up Ragnarok is like three different movies it's and it's, it's and it's a divisive yeah. movie a lot of people hate it a lot of people like it and um 
I can see the faults in it that it does get a little too jerky at times. Yeah. But um, because they they they, they will harken back to you know I haven't seen it, but is film Jojo Rabbit, you know, was I've been wanting to watch pretty widely it. not had a chance. Was you know, they thought it was pretty good, but he would have serious stuff kind of would counterbalance the jokey stuff. He would have a time to kind of rest and pause. And what I've heard from the new Thor movie is just constant jokes. They won't give you a second mm-hmm. to breathe. It's just yeah. joke, joke, and joke, that, joke. That joke. is true. It's, it, it, that is the case. Ah. No, so let they could yeah, have taken it's a, but definitely with, too much of a good thing. With the She-Hulk, though, like... I mean, the thing is, is that all they've been showing us, they've been showing us 90% She-Hulk on the screen when you know that the, at least the first third of the, of the series is probably going to be her as Jennifer Walters before she actually becomes a She-Hulk. Yeah, well, yeah well, they're not going to be able to afford to have her that CGI character on screen too often. Right, right. And and so they, and they've got to get her to go through all the steps of becoming the She-Hulk. And, they, you know, I mean, you got Tatiana Maslany, who is an incredible actress. If you if you haven't watched her her other was it Orphan Black, uh, she's Orphan on, Black I think she's yeah in. and she's doing like multiple characters there, um, so uh, you know they've got uh, you know lightning in a bottle here they can make something really really good out of it, but what they're showing in the trailers is, you know maybe they're just showing all that trying to give us an idea of that without giving us enough idea of Jen Walters, we'll have to wait and see, now uh, they did offer John Byrne fly him out and everything this time they offered actually everything on their expense and his reason for not going was basically covid flying test tubes petri dishes flight pass but he he actually considered well, going which to is, this one. Oh, being san diego yeah well no uh, yeah. la the la oh. la event oh just to kind of the, oh, for the okay. premiere well, which is which is funny because I think they've proven that because the the air on a plane is circulated so much and with the filters they have, it's actually safer to breathe that air than it is anywhere else. Well, I mean, the airplane. But yep, because it that air is circulated and they have whatever kind of filters they have, so the air's being constantly filtered. You, you want, so they you said want to know it's safer. The secret about airplanes is that it see there's air filters, of course, to as you say filter the air. Uh, up there, but there's also these incredible, incredibly designed carbon filters that are built into all the seats, so you don't have to smell your neighbor's farts. <laughs> well, let me bring it back home here. So I, I show... I'm sorry, that's the medication talking. Flotation devices. No wonder you can't float if you crash. They're all full of farting. <laughs> um, yeah. So I showed it to her, and she basically had the same reaction that she had when I showed her the Black Widow trailer. Because I thought for sure, you know, of course, me projecting, right, that, hey, here's a female superhero movie. Is that cool? And, you know, she she had that reaction to Wonder Woman. She was really excited for Wonder Woman. And we watched the first one, so, you know. And she even had that reaction with, like, Captain America and the Avenger movies. But with Black Widow and then now with She-Hulk, she just kind of was like, me. You know, well, maybe she. I wonder. Do anything for her. Yeah, I wonder if it's the the product or is it to Brian's point of it they're getting a little uh, fatigue. My uh, well, my wife likes the Orville. 
she wa- I never watched the Orville. I kind of watched at it. I, I love it. Watched I'm it. watching it too. And she watched the first first two seasons, I guess, or the first season, however long it was on the first time. Yeah. She liked it a lot. And then, of course, it's been off the air for, what, two years or how yeah, long? a couple years. And when it came back, I said, you're not watching the Orville? And she says, no, nah, it's good. You know, it's kind of like, eh, it's out of sight, out of mind. So I, yeah. Eh. But she did start watching it again today, which I thought was interesting. Um, and <coughs> so then maybe Sorry. that's, that's, uh, it is getting a little, I'm sure there was a time when studios thought, oh, Westerns are going to be around forever because they had probably they dominated yeah. movies for 20 years mm-hmm. and then slowly they got replaced. So superheroes will well, fade and out that, and, and but something see, else will come along. You raised an interesting point with, the, with David's wife and Wonder Woman. She knew Wonder Woman. She knew Wonder Woman ever since she was a little kid. There was Linda Carter, yeah. there was Super Friends, all that stuff. How many people really knew there was a She-Hulk? Probably not many, and then even of the people that know it, how many care? Right. You know, that's that's my thing, is I think some of this stuff, I don't know if they're just grabbing it, you know, stuff that they know they won't have to pay out a lot on to, to produce it, meaning to the, you know, the original creators, uh, versus actually, you know, picking and choosing, like, really uh, great stories from, and we've talked about this before, you know, I mean, you've got... 60 years 70 years of stories to pull from and and a lot of us that uh you know have been around for a long time reading comics you know kind of scratch your head at you know some of the things that they're pulling from you know to to use in the shows or to use in the movies like why would you pick that you know as as um you know something that you're going to adapt into a film or even with some of the other stories that we've we've talked about previously where we say well if they just would have followed the comic book series, it would have been perfect. But they had to go and change it, well, you know, and, and, and they screwed it up. But, but the thing is, is that every time you sit there and say they change it and they screw it up, someone says, yeah, but someone also put a movie on where we got a raccoon with a machine gun. And that was the one that blew all expectations. That was the one that surprised everyone because it wasn't yeah, something that the I... average viewer was even aware of and then all of a sudden that, it was a big thing well sometimes that that rocket saved that movie he was like the baby yoda mm-hmm. yeah of the man you know, that, the that's uh sometimes that it's a sleeper hit you know it's because nobody had any and even i didn't have a lot of you know a lot of knowledge of, of the, the guardians of the galaxy so when i went in there and i think maybe that's kind of what they're doing now with uh, yeah, I need to I need to do that same thing, David. Uh, Which, by the way, if you have not read the Guardians of the Galaxy comics that that movie was based off of, it's Abbott and Lanning. Mm-hmm. Abnett, their Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy series, Abnett and Lanning. Yeah. It's awesome. It's they do. Really they good. do it all. They, didn't they do Annihilation? Yes. Because they just do cosmic stuff. That's their kind of bread and butter. Yep. They do all that cosmic yep. stuff. Yep. Um they're the but, ones that resurrected Thanos at the end of that series. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I mean, the series is like 15 years old. But. <clears throat> uh, well, nobody's reading comics anyway. So they have been worried about it. Yeah, uh, are the, you know, are they trying to appeal to She-Hulk fans? Or are they trying to get people who have no knowledge of She-Hulk and just like, well, comic books are in the zeitgeist now. Comic books are the thing. 
and it has pulled in a lot of people that are kind of fan adjacent. I mean, I, you've seen them. You know, we're fans, and we see people coming in, and we kind of treat them as interlopers. Like you're not real fan. You're kind of just a fan because if it's popular, you don't. Tim, you, know, you don't. Are you gatekeeping? I'm not gatekeeping. <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, you know, they are. They they watch the films and they buy the Funko figures, but they're not buying the comics. They don't True. care about that. Yeah. So, and sometimes that can be very successful. If you if you go in, like I did for not knowing a lot about Guardians, and I enjoyed it because it was a well-made movie, it was funny, a lot of action. You know, you could bring in somebody who's nothing about She-Hulk. They know of Hulk, and like, oh, this is a female Hulk. Let's see how this is. And it's funny, and she talks to the camera, and it's kind of tackling modern problems, and it's a, you know, a strong female character. All that's taking all those boxes. So do they care if they are not following the storylines? They don't care about the folks that like the comics it's based on. They just want to get the new the new audience in who can become a fan based on the show not having right. read any of this stuff. So, I mean, I think that seems what that's what they're going for. They're not trying to appeal to anybody who might uh, because, let's face it, we a lot of us are view it as gatekeepers like yeah. well yeah if, if it's not exactly what you wanted then you know you're going to be a big man baby and have a fit but which brings up the next trailer that they played what man baby uh, Wakanda forever <laughs> because they introduced Namor I I had heard some rumor that one I knew that they were going to it was going to be the big trailer mm-hmm. at Khan. And I heard a rumor that they were making Namor South American. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Uh, this guy, so, this guy that's playing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up his name. Because uh, I was, I, I'd seen his name in the credits, and, I, and it didn't say who he was playing. And that's not that long. And I think that's fine, because you know, yeah, Namor was drawn as a white guy, but everybody in comics was back then. Yeah. If you want to have it played by a Hispanic or South American actor, that's fine as long as they're not established like well, Atlanta 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 Atlantis. 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 <laughs> Atlanta. No. Atlantis what was, that was flavored whiskey again. <laughs> uh, Atlantis was in this in the South America somewhere and that's why he looks that way. Or he was he was He's it's Inca or something, isn't he? Which doesn't make any sense. It, it shouldn't shouldn't Atlantis be off of Greece? Isn't that yeah. what it's supposed yeah. to be? Mm-hmm. So have him play it'd be if you wanna if you wanna well, again, I mean, so, check so that he's box, just have him rather play swarthy by a, for a Greek. I mean the, Right. If you wanna have him played by a person of color, then play have him played by a Greek. You know, that keeps him from being a white guy. Yeah. But that makes Jessica sense. Jessica Elba came out and I did you guys I don't know, I went and got my refill. Did you talk about her comments no. that she said the MCU is still too white. <laughs> no. Well, this guy's name is Tenek Huerta. Um, mm. That's playing him. And, and I, yeah, I, I'd never heard of him, and so I was looking. Now, he was in uh, Spectre, the Bond movie. He played the Mexican man in Lyft. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and, oh, that guy? And all of his other credits oh, yeah. are uh, for, for um, you know, Latin American... Productions. 
So they locked in an actor again for like another ten picture deal for peanuts. Yeah, and it's somebody. Yeah, let's face it, somebody who's cheap. Well, again, yeah, it doesn't. Main star. It's not saying that they're gonna do great, great, great things with Namor. Maybe he's just gonna be a side character. Maybe they've decided but well, why? DC's got Aquaman. We don't need to sit there and try and, you know, corner that market. We just want to use him for this Wakanda movie because, we don't have. Chadwick Boseman anymore, and we we definitely need to fill that gap. But why? So, so are they gonna so are they gonna have Namor destroy Wakanda, like he did in the comics? He's gonna go to war. Uh, go to war with him with Wakanda. Yeah. And that's what they're pulling. That's what I was, I was thinking. Why are they introducing Namor in a Wakanda film? But I think you're right, David. That they're taking that storyline of wasn't that when. Uh, and I don't think I was reading comics then. Did he go to war with them because um, T'Challa married Storm? And and why did he go to war with them? Uh, my my memory's getting pretty foggy. Yeah, I, it's I, just, I don't know. It's been been a long time and had several drinks at this point. Yeah. But, but, you know, the, the problem is you can't just throw something like that out in a movie when you haven't established the relationship between the characters and I think that's part of the folly that we're seeing and that's kind of where I was trying to drive this with like mm-hmm. you know She-Hulk right I would have loved to have seen her get introduced in a Fantastic Four movie right I mean we've covered um, several of the Fantastic Four comics where she becomes a member of the team you know introduce her see how people react to her character and then kind of take it from there. Don't just shove an eight-episode series down people's throats, and then if it bombs, right, it's like, oh, well, you know, nobody nobody cares about She-Hulk. Well, it's not necessarily true. It's just you haven't given them any reason to care, you know, about that character. It's true. And, they haven't uh, – normally they would introduce her in some kind of a post credit scene or something, but she, we're just getting kind of a cold open with her. We're not getting – um, well, and, and yeah, and Moon Knight, so again, kind of that uh, barometer of non-comic people, right? So my dad is not, he read comics when he was a kid, but, you know, he was born in 53. So the stuff that he read, right, you know, is very old <laughs> compared to modern stuff. And he liked Moon Knight, but my mom did not. She had no interest in watching it. She, I think she, she watched one episode Jennifer watched it with me, but I had to give her like the 15 minute debrief after every episode <laughs> because she was really confused about what was going on. And, mm. you know, that was another tough one, right? And I love the Moon Knight character um, and have for a long time. But he, you know, I tried to explain it to my wife was just imagine Batman with multiple personality disorders and, you know, some superpowers. And you get Moon Knight. But that one, she I think she watched it with me just because I was interested in watching it, and I gave her the debrief after every episode. Um, I don't know if that one did all that great. Supposedly, you know, it's up to, to Disney if they want to do another season of it. I'd be surprised if they did. Cause well, I, you never, yeah, you never, uh, what did I hear? They were doing another episode, another season of... Um... Not Loki. It was uh, what is it? Something that didn't think it. Uh, oh, the uh, the Eternals. I heard that the Eternals is getting a follow up film. What? 
why yeah, I don't know what, is? No. what that is I, or what it could be, I don't, but well, I've heard that. I'll have to look at and see what they say is, got, is, is on the plate for the various phases, but because um, it, I mean, phase, the, the phase we're in right now, phase four, five, and six are what they're calling the multiverse saga. You know, the phase one, two, and three was the infinity saga, so, you know, I mean, that's what's, you know, pushing it all. But I don't know that there's any... Well, the... the, And I don't know what... I know they've got... I know if you look at their, their, their uh, schedule, it's just chock full of between Marvel and Star Wars stuff. It's got, it's got um, shows. I mean, the shows seem to be what is driving it. The films are there, but the... You know, they will... I was telling that to the Disney... Um, the client, the Disney, uh, the Disney rep... And I was saying, I was because I was asking when the casting Andor is coming out. He goes, oh, I think it's coming up pretty quick next month, maybe. And I said they've got that down. Well, they'll give you a series, yeah. And they'll give you about two to three weeks, maybe a month to, to take a break, and then there's a new one because they don't want to go too long. And you might lose your attention, and then maybe cancel your subscription. But, yep. Um. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, do they? You said you saw um, the preview for the new Wakanda. Are they replacing Bozeman, or is Siri going to become they, Black Panther, they really, or is there going to be a Black Panther? They did. Siri would have to. No, they did show the Black Panther outfit, but they didn't show that there was anyone in it. And they did show hmm. like a, a flag uh, portrait of T'Challa and uh, his mother lamenting the fact that she's lost everyone, you know, in the family. Okay, so they're gonna, in the film, it sounds like they're gonna establish that T'Challa's he's out, dead. Yeah. T'Challa's dead, which I don't, I don't want to. I mean, I might sound like a jerk when I say this, but Chadwick Boseman is a good actor, you know, what I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. But he's taken on this mythos because he died young, mm-hmm. that like, he like was. Yeah, like James Dean, a lot like uh, um, River Phoenix. Heather. Uh, uh, River, well, not so much River Phoenix more, but uh, uh, Joker, uh, Heath Ledger, okay. Heath Ledger, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, that suddenly it's like they were like, oh, we we can't recast him. It's impossible. Yeah. We can't recast him. He was like, it was just like the pinnacle of performance. Like, no, he played Black Panther. He did a good job playing Black Panther. But you know, if somebody wanted to replace Steve Rogers or uh, they're already talking about it, right? Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, well, they kind of have. They kind of have. Iron with, Man, uh, replacing Iron Man. And, yeah. You know, Robert but, Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Because even Chris, I saw, uh, I didn't read the article, but I saw something about, you know, like it, it'd be, you know, moving heaven and earth to get Chris Evans to come back and play Captain America. You know, he's done. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of like that uh, uh, Christopher Reeve issue right of like oh you know he's the greatest superman ever which he was uh you know part of it's just nostalgia but part of it is i think what happened to him later in his career and all that exactly that bag you know when after the whole heath ledger thing was i know there were petitions go around like oh don't ever don't ever recast the joker this is the the best joker performance you've ever had don't ever have him in any other film because it's going to somehow takes that away from his performance. Like, well, people get, I mean, we, 
certainly recast um, Bruce Banner. You know, we went from Mark Ruffalo took over for Ed Norton, and there wasn't a problem. You know, uh, uh, Don Cheadle took over for uh, the guy playing uh, Rhodes. Wait, wasn't and, there another Hulk guy too? Wasn't there three people that played him? Well, now? it was a non MCU. Eric Banner played him in the first yeah. Ang Lee film. But yeah. you know, in in universe, you know, there's been two, and and you know, like I said, when he placed, I'd never like really liked Don Cheadle as as Rhodey. I always War like Machine? War Machine. I like uh, and what is the the actor from the first film? Uh, oh yeah, Terrence Howard. Oh, Terrence Howard. Yeah. Terrence Howard, I like him much better. And I thought he had better chemistry with. Oh, I just I thought he was so Robert whiny. Jr. I couldn't stand him. Yeah. You know why he wasn't back is because he wanted too much money. Well, yeah, it was some well, kind he of was, contract. He was getting paid more than Robert Downey Jr. in the first film because he was at that point in time the bigger star. Right. Well, yeah, they weren't sure about Robert. I'm sure they weren't sure about Robert Downey Jr. because he was kind of coming off. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they but... they definitely taking a chance on Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anybody, I mean, the Bond films, if they prove anything, that you can recast a main character and it would be okay. Now, out of respect for um, Bozeman, if they want to kill the character so that it kind of mirrors the actual actor, that's fine. But Well, they could let's... follow the comics because he dies and then he goes into their spirit realm he comes and back then, and then he comes back um yeah he and can come and back can... and just look different exactly you know, but it, exactly but it's him somehow they think that that like it dishonors bozeman or something it, it's a weird you know you, you saw all that stuff that people were like oh he's uh, they kept you know chadrick bozeman's my king and all this other stuff my yeah king. Jeez, he played the character in two movies. You know, I think you need to consider you know, well, your choices there. Four movies, actually. You got to remember, though, a lot of a lot of people get attached to pop culture icons. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, figures, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah. give it five or ten years. Okay, so yeah, right? it'll be. Let's uh, let, let. I mean, yeah, we can run that one into the ground. And I just, you know, the thing is, is it? Let's do it, Brian. No, let's run no, no. The, the the thing is, is that yeah, let's keep going. Ryan Coogler is, of course, the, directing Wakanda Forever. Ooh. Ryan Coogler. Now he directed the first Black Panther movie. He also directed Creed. And he directed Fruitvale Station. Those are the only movies he has done so far. All the movies he has done so far have been widely well received. And Tim is walking away to get a drink, a refill. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing is, is that he, he and he's it's always been like a four-year gap between movies because he wants to do it right. I got faith in the guy myself. This is an Oscar-winning, you know, kind of guy. He has uh, got a wonderful career ahead of him. So I think that he's the kind of guy that's going to take his time. He's going to, you know, formulate his, his strategy, and then he's going to do it right. And, he, he, of course, he got dealt a, a crappy hand of cards. Yeah. But, you know. Not as bad as Chadwick Boseman. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Rest in peace, Mike. You ever heard of Doyle Brunson? No. Doyle Brunson was uh, one of the earliest big poker players and even in his 80s now he's still considered one of the best poker players in the world 
Oh wait, I think I know what you're talking about. Wasn't that wasn't he on uh, when they had it on like uh, Channel Eleven late at night? Like... Yeah, Poker After Dark, World Series of Poker, yeah, yeah, yeah. high stakes poker. Yeah. Anyway, two years in a row back in the the seventies, he won the World Series of Poker main event. Two years in a row. That's something that didn't happen often, but he did. Each year, this the final hand he got dealt a crappy, crappy hand, ten deuce, and yet he always turned it into a winning hand. Bad analogy is just stupid, but I love poker. So, World Series of Poker just ended a week ago. Uh, this guy won $10 million uh, winning the main event. Someone we never heard of before, uh, Espen Jorstad, a uh, Norwegian guy. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but the, I, you know, what I'm saying is that, is that you know, Ryan Kruger is the kind of guy that can sit there and, and pull, a, you know, a Doyle Brunson and, and make that 10 deuce work for him. I, well, and I think, you know, that he's, if, if you're right that he takes about four years to make a movie, mm-hmm. um, you know, that also puts some distance, right, between, you know, the first Black Panther and then, you know, whatever they come up with for the second right. one. You know, you get a little bit of time in between there which I don't think is bad, but to your point, you know, like how much time is too much time to where people don't care or like, you know, I, I messaged you guys uh, before I jumped on saying my wife and I were watching or fin- we had just finished an episode of the Umbrella Academy. Man, it took us at least two episodes into that show to remember what in the heck was it going on. It is crazy, but... Uh, it, but I, I feel like it's been like two years since the last season, yeah. so it was like you're trying to remember, you know, like what are they talking about? What? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It was this, you know, or that. How about that uh, I mean, like, standoff they had? <laughs> was that the, the 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 umbrellas and the sparrows? I oh about... we haven't, we haven't finished it oh. yet. We're only on episode three of the of the latest season. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, they, they didn't go Kevin Bacon on you. Yeah, no idea what I'm talking. About. Okay, no, no, you haven't gotten there yet. Anyway, <laughs> um, but we enjoy it. But you know, we I think just as a society, we consume so much media, whether it's you know printed or radio, which you know is more like satellite radio now, and podcasts and television shows and movies and you know you name YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a t- I think it's two years between the last season of Umbrella Academy and this one. You know, but it's like an eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, you you fire up that first episode and you're like, "What the hell is going on? What what happened last season?" You know, and they they do at least give you a little recap, a reminder of some of the high points. Mm-hmm. But the show almost assumes that you just finished season two. You know, and you know exactly every you know it's fresh in your mind everything that happened. So I don't know how much time is too much time between, you know, where I was going with this was, you know, the next Black Panther movie, because my wife enjoyed Black Panther, and she didn't know anything about the character. Um, but she enjoyed the movie, and she enjoyed the characters and the technology, which was a nice little break, you know, from the standard superhero fare, um, because it kind of mixes the, the mystical and and technology together. Right. Um, so I don't know. You know, we'll we'll have to see what direction they're going to go. I would be fine with a with Shiri taking over because she did in the comics for a time. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. 
I don't know. I don't, you know, we spend so much time worrying about these multi-billion dollar properties that we have no skin in the game on. <laughs> no, and, and, and if you don't, we don't like it, you know, it's like we've got 60 years of comics to fall back on. You know, it doesn't have to be one of those fans that, it, that everything comes out has to fit exactly in line with what I think it should be. It's like, if they put it out, I don't like it. Well, Everybody else does. That's cool. I mean, the in, in next couple of weeks, of course, She-Hulk starts in just a few weeks. And then sometime shortly after that, you've got the I Am Groot series. Now it's an out-of-continuity uh, I think that's going to be funny. And it's, yeah, I it's think the kids be... will like that. But I mean, again, you know, is it going to be funny like like um, Modoc was funny, or is it going to be a different kind of funny? <laughs> I hope it's not the Modoc humor because I it definitely is not a kid I, show. Well, I couldn't get my wife to watch Modoc. We, we started watching the first episode, and she's just like, "No, no, can't take it." Uh. Uh-uh. No, I wouldn't think it's funny hmm. You didn't like it. Yeah, it was okay. It was it was more, and that it was robot chicken humor, and that yeah, that's what that's, that's hit or miss with me. Yeah. You know, about ten percent of the jokes are funny, ninety percent are not. But now, Tim, did you watch? Yeah, they definitely oh. don't all land. Did you watch no. Ms. Marvel? I did not because I really had no interest, and I'm not a, that much of a completionist, thinking that I have to watch it because I'm not really interested in that character, so I didn't. I, I started it. it with the kids because I thought it, you know, it seemed like it was something I could watch with Langley and Declan. Mm-hmm. Um, Langley was into it. We haven't watched the next episode yet. Um, Declan, not so much, but he's five and she's nine. So, well, I think it's geared towards more towards her anyway. I don't know. It, it got a little serious uh, in the middle, real serious in the oh. middle. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was kind of a lighthearted thing, you know. Like, that's what I they, thought. They, I thought it was kind of. I mean, do you, uh, it, it goes back to what happened uh, between Pakistan and India uh, all those mm. years ago, and the separation, and uh, you know, you just see how families were ripped apart in in all that back then, um, as she goes back to that point in time. So. I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it's it's. I, I think a kid can watch it, and you know, it's not. Again, you know, they they pull from it what they want to pull from it. So if it goes over their head, that's fine. Right, I think right. that's. So uh, the She Hulk, I am Groot, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Holiday Special. What? Yeah, that's uh, coming out this Christmas. Hol- Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Oh. Oh God. No, no, it's, it, no, no, no. I, I again, this is uh, James Gunn. And James Gunn will not do us wrong. I have faith in him. Didn't George Lucas try a holiday special and that didn't go too well? See, remember, that was put together by other people. It was not put together by George. Are you talking about James Gunn? Is, is anybody watching is it Terminal List? The new Chris Pratt? I started watching that, but man, that, it made me so angry. It, it, what is that about? I haven't heard of this one. Is this a show? It's, it's a TV show on Amazon Prime. Stars Chris Pratt, and uh, basically his whole squad gets killed. And um, it's like people are trying to convince him, or he's starting to get convinced that he caused caused it. Caused a problem, yeah. yeah. And It's very Tom Clancy-like. Yeah, but it, it, it jumps around in time, and you, you're not sure if you're watching the good guy or the bad guy. 
Which I think so it's, 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 so it's not. I thought it was going to be kind of predictable, but because of that, it's not. But the reason I brought it up is I don't know how far you watch, but episode four or five, Sean Gunn comes on and plays a character, and I, I was watching it like, who is this guy? I know it. And then at the end of the episode, where he was showing the credits, like, oh, that's uh, that's Rocket. Yeah, yeah, okay. The 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 guy that does the body work for Rocket, mm-hmm. and he also mm-hmm. plays. Um, uh, yeah, he played the second in command. Second command. To Yandu. Yeah, to Yandu. Yandu. I can never remember his name, but he was also the rat guy in um, Suicide Squad, I think. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was the. No, he the was weasel. the weasel. The weasel. Yeah, that's right. Weasel. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was, I was talking about. The weasel. Okay, so. Hey, he survived. Uh, next yeah. February. <laughs> They say February 17th is the Marvels. And so the Ms. Marvel TV series does tie into the Marvels because they have a, uh, a Captain Marvel make a guest appearance in the end credits. Yeah, I've end credits. seen that same. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Did I, did, I, did I read something about we're going to see the original Captain Marvel come back? Marvel? Marvel? Yeah. Mean, uh, what's yeah. her name? Um, Annette Benning? Annette Benning, yeah. No. Original. Oh, the guy. Oh, I don't know. I thought I, I, I saw I, something. I thought the movie was going to be Miss Marvel, <clears throat> Captain Marvel, and then uh, the lady from the uh, uh, Doctor Strange um, and from the Wanda show. Uh, oh, Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Yeah. yeah, she becomes. She'll be probably photon. photon or yeah. Maybe she'll be yeah. another type of Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when is because uh, you were talking about Charlie Cox earlier? He's supposed to be in the uh, Echo show, which is right. a spinoff of Hawkeye. And I'm trying to see when Echo. Okay, Echo is still TBA. Let me let me give you the dates that we know of: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, May 5th of next year; Quantumania, that's Ant Man and Wasp, uh, July 28th of next year. Then everything else after this is TBA. Armor Wars, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Blade... Oh my god, Armor's, Armor Wars is a horrible series. Yeah. Blade... You don't like Armor Wars? Really? Blade, no. What the hell is that? Hmm. Uh, something popped up. I don't know what this is. It could be an X symbol for X-Men, but no. I don't know how they're going to do Armor Wars with... Stark out, and if they haven't introduced uh, Ironheart, it's okay. These these got the Disney Plus logo on it, so it's probably going to be an animated series. Oh, so it could be kind of out of, <clears throat> you know, it could be kind of a what if or yeah. a, out of continuity. Agatha, House of Harkness, Marvel Zombies, yeah. Spider Man Freshman Year. They showed some footage of that. I'm, I don't. I don't really have any interest in watching a show with Agatha, the character of Agatha Harkness. She was fine in WandaVision, but I don't know if I could watch. I think eight that's. Episodes. I think that's the idea of it. Same with Echo. That character was barely in uh, Hawkeye, and now it's like she's getting her own. Well, I, show. I, I think that they're going to play Agatha as kind of like a the the second season of WandaVision. So, you know, it's just going to wind up with something else or other characters. Maybe she's got the well, vision and <clears throat> who knows. Uh, well, it, she'll wind up, the whole show, to your point, Brian, will be, she'll be WandaVision, and she'll slowly throughout the series <laughs> come to realize that she's 
in this ultimate reality you know she's really somebody else and she'll break her mental hold or whatever and then she'll become yeah you nailed it because we'll get her origin story fleshed out more yep and she'll become Agatha again. Yeah. And then now they, they Wow, that sounds really I understand they also showed footage from X Men ninety seven, which is uh, an, an, the an update on the animated series. Uh, the X Men animated series that came out in nineteen ninety seven that was a very popular one. Um, in fact they gave a call back to that in Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness. Xavier was in the that chair. The gold mm-hmm. the gold chair and he put his hands nothing nothing well, hands up to X-Men his head like that, yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. well, John. I think John was at that panel. He sh- he was yeah. at the X Men thirty year yeah reunion. Um, but I also heard a rumor that I guess maybe when they were starting incorporating <laughs> the X Men into the MCU, that they were not going to call them X Men. I don't know if they're going to be called X People. Well, yeah, or X Men. Not not inclusive. There's a, a something like that. Yeah. A rumor that Giancarlo Esposito has been asked to play Professor X. And I'm just like that's uh, that's, yeah. that's Moff Gideon from the Mandalorian, you know the, the mm. what's his name from uh, uh, Breaking Bad. That guy. He's got the black saber. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with a black Professor X. That's not that wouldn't be an issue for me. My my problem is is that he's just way too old to play the role. I don't think so. But, I mean, I think the thing Professor is, was if, always meant to be older. If you're going to get him to play around. Professor X, that's because you're going to do Onslaught. Because you want him to be the villain. Yeah, but you can't say that because Patrick Stewart was 60 when he started. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no. In, 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 <laughs> they still playing Professor X. And he's, in still his is. Yeah. he's still kicking it. The mind powers, baby. Uh, well, I I think, I think Brian, what, what probably is in their mind is we have to get an actor that okay, well, can we get three to four films out of him, and they're not going to age out of it, you know? Yeah. It's, it, you know, but you really could. I mean, Stewart is playing Professor X in his 80s, so I think you could. Um, well, yeah, we just we covered what Days of Future Past, and that had a minute. What that was what four years ago, five years ago, it was no. shortly before COVID. Yeah. Days of Future Past. Or no. Phoenix. Oh, Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Right? Yeah. Was that the last one? Yeah, but that was still was. As long as they don't de-age in the way they did in Wolverine Origins, and you get that horrible CGI. CGI smooth skin, Patrick Stewart. Hey, they fixed that now. Now it looks pretty good. Oh, they redone it. Oh, okay. No, I'm just saying the technology oh. has come far enough. Mm. That doesn't look. Horrible. It's true. It's true. Look what they did to Michael. Douglas and Ant-Man. Right. It was pretty it's pretty good. Well, he's been in like 9,000 movies, so I'm sure they had way more than yeah. enough yeah. footage. Days of Future Past was 2014. And then um, when was Dark Phoenix? That was like two years ago, wasn't it? it wasn't... It was, no, it was before COVID. But, I mean, Patrick Stewart wasn't even in it. That was just, uh, what's his name? The other guy. They didn't go. They yeah, didn't go, Yeah, they didn't go into the the yeah. future with that. So. But he was in Apocalypse because then they meet each other. No, in that no, film. that was that was Days of Future Past. The next thing that he okay. did, the only thing after that that he did was Logan and that, and then Doctor Strange. 
which Logan, by the way, is now available on Disney Plus. Wonderful R-rated movie for uh, your entertainment. <laughs> I'm really surprised there. Deadpool surprised and Deadpool Two, also. Seriously, Deadpool yep. is on Disney yes. Plus. Yeah, the official Deadpool page. But you, uh, they, they, yeah, of course, uh, modified the Disney Plus control so you can, you know, make extensive parental control uh, moves to protect yourself or protect your children. Excuse me. Protect their sensitive <laughs> minds, you know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's just what I need is to come down and there's Declan watching Deadpool. Oh, hi there. Daddy, what does this word mean? Yeah. <laughs> Turn it off right now. Turd blossom. Well, they're, oh wait, that was in Guardians. They're, they're about they're they're obsessed with uh what is it, that Lizzo sound the song that's about damn time or whatever, and I guess there's some kind of TikTok dance that goes along with it. Oh I'm so scared. So that Langley taught him, of course. And uh there's a part where you stick up your middle finger, and I'm like, eh, 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 eh. we're not doing that. <laughs> well, they did that in the She-Hulk trailer. Oh, Throws geez. her off a cliff, and she's going down, shooting the finger, shooting the bird. Yeah. <laughs> well, we I know we talked about this, but are you guys still up for covering that episode by episode as it comes out? Doing something like this? Just get on, have a little thirty-minute chat about what you think about the episode? You know. Yeah. For She-Hulk? Yeah, yeah. I'm, f- I'm up for that. I mean, you, you, you got to expect Chris, maybe even Beth might want to get in on that. She's Whoever wants no, to join. He's busy reading his solo leveling. Same thing I did between the ages of 14 and 17. Yeah, he started reading that today. Thanks for getting that. If you get my, my meaning there. Oh, well. <laughs> You totally messed it, Yes, you? I did. But I'll tell you this right now. If you're talking about what I think you're talking about, he levels up every day. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. that's stamina of young men. <laughs> and they also showed a John Wick trailer for John Wick 4. Oh, my God. You know, I have not seen any of those movies. I'll say that they are definitely fun to watch. Um, I don't... Yeah, I mean... It, it, you you really feel for for all the people dying in those movies <laughs> because so many of them die in such horrific ways. I mean, there, yeah, he's like a master assassin. Or there's there's one in uh, John Wick three where he and this guy get in this long protracted fight, guns, knives, throwing stars, whatnot, and finally Wick gets gets the guy down. And he's pinned him down. And he's got a knife and he just slowly. slowly pushes it into his eye socket you know oh. it was it, just, just just watch that go in there yeah, and finally the guy dies it was uh oh. it's not stop, something to watch stop, stop, don't stop. i can only get so hard you don't you don't want you don't watch it with the rest of the family <laughs> like hey declan come downstairs and watch <laughs> john wick with daddy well he's he's kind of like wolverine he's kind of the best there is of what he does <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm still. Tr- my wife, my wife has seen them, and she's like, "We need to watch these. They're really good. They are good. I like they them. Are. I like them, and it, yeah. it's Keanu Reeves is it's because of Keanu Reeves. He makes them, and you know, he's and he's he's gone uh, on record saying that he would keep making these as long as they they let him do it. Yeah, he seems to have, and he puts, you know, he he's in his fifties, and he's very physical in mm-hmm. it. He's not, and it's really him doing most of the work. But you know, it, it doesn't hurt that 
from everything I've heard that he's just a generally nice guy. Yes. Yeah. That he is. Didn't seem to have a big ego. He, he rides the subway a nice in New guy. York. Even today, he rides the subway in New York. Well, nobody will mess with him because he's John Wick. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. kidding. No kidding. <laughs> Afraid he's gonna stab him in their eyes with the pencil. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna change subjects here for a moment. Um, there is the Black Adam trailer also came out, and um, they you know they they definitely shut down any talk of Henry Cavill in saying that you know there's not going to be any Superman or even Shazam in the Black Adam movie. In fact, of the matter, there's been no official announcement about Henry Cavill whatsoever. And he did. Okay, so can we can we, can we yeah. talk about this for a minute? Yeah. Because and this maybe be our last topic because I'm feeling it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm completely bad. Which I, I think The Rock is a great casting for a Black Adam. Mm-hmm. He's perfect. You know, he fits the bill for appearance wise. I hope that they don't make him too jokey because clearly, if you've read enough comics, Black Adam is not someone that's <laughs> very humorous. He's very serious. Um, how can they make a Black Adam movie and not have Shazam as his main opponent? Like, I don't get that. It should be Shazam versus Black Adam. Doctor Fate, played by Pierce Brosnan, and Hawkman, and there are other characters in there. I forgot Hawkman's in it. That doesn't make. I don't think that's. I mean, Hawkman doesn't have the power level to go up again. Hold on a second. Black Adam would be able to kill him in a second. Hawkman's got that atomic mace that can crack a planet. All right? I mean... Yeah, and Black Adam is as strong as Superman. So you're telling me that Hawkman could go toe-to-toe with Superman? I don't think so. I I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that at at all. But what I'm saying is that he's supposed to be pretty, you know, pretty tough with the the Thanagarian... Weaponry. Um, well, I'm sure that the idea was to why don't we bring Black Adam in, Adam in as Shazam's villain in the, in his sequel, and I'm sure The Rock said, no, 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 I'm not going to share the screen. It's going to be a movie about me, and they said, okay, well, we'll do that because I think that's why they're leaning into him being an anti-hero. Because in a book, I don't really know anything about him. But in the book, he's straight up villain, right. right? I mean, they had that one whole series at DC where all it was was him killing heroes and such. Uh, Tara died a second time. You know, um, he put his hand right through her heart. Um, well, he's kind of the... Isn't he like the reverse Flash to Flash? He's kind of the opposite. Well, of he's he's more like Shazam. a Sinestro because he, he was uh, yeah. he was the disciple of Shazam before Billy. Yeah. Just you know, oh, thousands okay. of years ago, he yeah. was one picked, and he decided that he should rule mankind rather than Correct. serve it. Well, how did he keep his power then? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I thought he refused to change back. No, that was that oh, was Kid Miracle Man. Oh wait, <laughs> have you have you read those? Have you read Miracle Man, David? Uh, the, the I Alan did not Moore? read the original series. I read the twenty teen something reboot where they came back. Neil Gaiman came read, back. And... Read the Alan Alan Moore uh, first fifteen or sixteen issues. I know there's one that's really controversial, something to do with like a baby popping out of the mom's 
It's so much worse than you can imagine. Issue 15 is, uh, it's actually a very rare issue, but it's been reprinted now. And, um, it, it, it I mean, it, I think it's, uh, what's his name? Bissett, John Bissett. Is that right? Stephen Bissett doing the, the artwork on that. And it's just Kid Miracle Man laying waste to London. And just the bodies and everything all around just... But I mean, that's the point of that particular whole story. Um, Is is Black Adam like? Are you familiar with the Mark Wade story, Irredeemable, where it's a Superman level kind of character but gone bad? No, no, I not 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 heard of that. Yeah, I think it's 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 irredeemable. Invincible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, no! It's not invincible. It's irredeemable. I know that. that was, of, I was um, making a joke because uh, lately all we're getting are you know in in uh, the other alternate shows are the bad Superman story. The Boys has mm-hmm. Homelander. We've got Invincible. Yeah, the that character, the Invincible. Oh, I need to watch another episode of that. I'm I started it because my wife has no desire to watch. That. I love the Boys. I think that is just a fantastic series. I haven't read any of the comics. Um. But it, I understand it's a, it's a departure even from the comics. But as I also understand, it's also Garth Ennis. And, yeah, and I mean, Garth Ennis, I think, so far everything that he's done has been adapted. I've kind of enjoyed. I mean, again, I enjoyed Preacher, which what they did on TV was so messed up and so blasphemous. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. definitely yeah. going to be Preacher's in serious kinda... trouble for that one. <sighs> I didn't watch any of that. I know it got canceled after one season right uh no no it, it ran its course did it yeah it mm-hmm. ran the ran the full storyline but it, it did cancel pretty quick or didn't run i thought it did too yeah no 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 it ran the whole story i mean i'd have to ask uh scott mcgregor to be sure but uh i mean it ran the 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 course of the story the search for god and let's see now I gotta look. I still haven't finished Preacher. I've got the first omnibus that I read. Uh, but I didn't pick up I think there's two or three. Yeah, Preacher ran four se- four seasons. Hmm. Wow. See I yeah. thought it was done after one. No. I, that's what I thought. <laughs> Maybe they brought it back. I thought no, it was, yeah, was kinda cancelled. The thing is is that, that Scott and I and and, and um I don't remember who one other person I think no it wasn't Mike Zumo was doing a, a show on it we, we did a, when we stopped doing the, the Fear of the Walking Dead we picked up and started doing Preacher I think, in fact I think Chris Honeywell is in on some of those but uh, that that was a great series and it uh, introduced me to the actor Pip Torrance who is just he's the new Nazi actor he's the guy whenever you need a Nazi He's the guy they bring in. But of course you also get Noah Taylor to come in and play Hitler. Because that's apparently all he does after <laughs> after uh, what what was he in Laura Croft, Tomb Raider or But Noah Taylor has got that uh, he's got that Adolf Hitler look, so he's always gonna be in everything as Adolf Hitler if they need one. So I'm trying to understand because I've read some Black Adam, but it was mainly the new 52 
stuff where he appeared. Uh, let's see. So they credit the modern Black Adam made his debut in Jerry Ordway's The Power of Shazam, which establishes that Tep Adam was one of the greatest warriors serving Pharaoh Ramses II, catching the eye of the wizard who grants him powers. Yeah. Adam serves as Egypt's guardian for centuries until he's corrupted by a demonic entity known as Blaze. Blaze is kind of like Marvel's Hela and Marvel's Mephisto combined. The wizard strips Adam of his powers after the whole seduced by a demon succubus thing and places the black Adam power in a scarab. Uh, okay. True anti-hero. The time of Black Adam is dark protector, homicidal king, and complex anti-hero would truly begin under writers Jeff Johns and David S. Goyer uh, and artist Marcos Martin in the pages of JSA. Adam joins with the JSA villain Johnny Sorrow. I've never heard of that. If Sorrow looks at you, you die. <laughs> and almost defeats the JSA until Black Adam's original Teth Adam nature reasserts itself. He helps the JSA defeat Sorrow and repentant Adam asks to join the world's first super team. Well, mm. I'm looking at the wiki page too, and he, he says the same. He says Shazam, I guess, to change. Mm-hmm. But it stands for different. He has the stamina of Shu, or that is, swiftness of Horus, strength of Amon, wisdom of Zahuti, power of Anton, and the courage of Mimhen. Mahen. Oh, it spells Mahen, the yeah. same, Mahen, but it's all different. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. He's immune to despair and hopelessness. What it says. Wish I was. <laughs> okay, uh, I got a little bit more information that, uh, well, one more bit of information from Comic Con that was released about Marvel uh, that they're going to have a new Daredevil series and it's titled Born Again. And it's, that's Charter Cox again, that yeah. one? And if it's Born Again, that's the Frank Miller, uh, David Mazzuchelli storyline, which is right. next to Who Is Down to Troy. That's my favorite. I mean, that that, that right there, that the, the six issues of that, of Born Again, was, was is pretty much one of my favorites of all time. That's just awesome stuff. I'm actually reading that to my wife right now. Yeah, I was right. He can't he can't say Shazam because if he does, then he, he will age and turn to dust, basically. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you have that kind of power, why would you? I don't know. I would. I'm talking your sleep. Well, you think they would defeat him the way they do, Mister Mitzel Pedelik? That they would trick him into saying Shazam, Mixie Pidlick, or however you pronounce that name. Mixies, Mixies um, Pidlick. Well, if they bring in, go back to Daredevil. If they bring Daredevil in as Charlie Cox. I don't know if they will bring in. Obviously, if he's in the MCU, he, then uh, I guess they would well, bring in I all heard the other. Get, well, I heard we're getting a new Defender series too, aren't we? Really? Yes. With um, <clears throat> Luke Cage and yeah. Jessica Jones and see it. all that. I, 
And, and the, the, Hold on, check yeah, the Agatha Harkness series, I, I, I said House of Harkness. No, it's Coven of Chaos. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, I can hear your excitement. Captain America New World <laughs> Order? What the heck is that? Because I know they That's going to be with the Falcon well, Cap, yeah, right? That's but, not going to be... They've got a Falcon and Winter Soldier thing. I thought they were doing another... <clears throat> Season of that? Yeah, I'm trying to get their little roadmap here, because apparently... Starsky and Hutch? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, no, that's where we are currently. Oh, cool. Black Adam shows up in the animated Batman Brave and a Bold series. Oh, yeah? And he's voiced by John DiMaggio, Bender himself. <laughs> I should remember that. Because I watched that whole series with my daughter when she was young, and she okay. loved it. Secret Invasion Spring 2023, Echo Summer 2023. Oh, never mind. It was the Defenders is, is will be on Disney. Plus, no. Yeah, yeah, but I thought all but that is stuff that, is that, Oh, they're just taking the old Defender series and putting it on Disney Plus. Yeah, gotcha. Blade. Yeah. November third, twenty twenty-three. They're doing a new Blade. Yeah, it's yeah. Got new that. Wesley Wesley uh, Snipes. No, Mashara oh. Ali. Hmm. The, so no, the guy no Wesley from, Snipes. Um, no, 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 Wesley Snipes. He's too probably too old, and probably too hard to work with. He was Chalky from um, Roblox Empire, right? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Captain America: New World Order. That that looks like that's Captain America: Winter Soldier. Thunderbolts. Ugh, why? Oh, I heard they were going to do that. Why? Again, are they or aren't we doing stuff that's cheap? <clears throat> Again, they're grabbing characters that they can replace with their actors that are, like you said, are on, are on the, the less expensive side. Aren't they going to do Secret Invasion? Because yes. they had the scrolls with uh, yep. uh, Captain Marvel. Yes, that is on the plate. I remember reading yeah. that. But and that doesn't make sense. Actors, there are other actors that they've approached to be in the MCU, but they will not do... I guess they require a multi-picture deal. I mean, I was joking about a 10-year thing, but I do think it's like three or four or five pictures exactly. I bet that you, that's on. a standard contract I think is usually three movies um, and that's why a lot of times they won't do it because they think oh, I'll get typecast. Well, yeah. I'm just, they want to. Why are they not doubling down on Tom Holland and Spider-Man? Because I mean the thing is they need to hit while the iron's hot for him because once he hits 30 well, he's being a douche nozzle anyway because the next season of oh, one of the Spider-Man animated shows, which he voiced the yeah. or did the voice for the first season, he said he wouldn't do it for the second season. It's like, dude, you were a nobody until a few years ago. Get off your high horse. But I mean, the thing is, he's been and he's got so many other shows and movies and stuff going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, but nothing. Yeah, let's. Tom Holland's fine. Let's let's. I agree with David that he's not. He did that film with uh, Marky Mark recently, which Uncharted, yeah, sure made money, but I don't think wasn't it's, very good. Wasn't, wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, you know, and he's <clears throat> he's okay as Spider Man. I mean, I think he's 
he's he's adequate. He's not, you know, he's he, I don't know if he can play an older Spider-Man like a college age Spider-Man. He is pretty good playing high school Spider-Man. Well, they they um, definitely need to have one movie of him being street level hero. That yeah, happen. and he yeah he doesn't need a super tech costume. He needs to have just but there's nothing a here on the books at all <laughs> about that coming up, and that that's the point. That's my point is that they don't they haven't announced anything, which well I thought we were going to get another Andrew Garfield Spider Man movie. No, that's no I that? heard that was shut no out. I think that was wishful that was kind of wishful thinking. It was the same with no. there was talk of getting uh, Raimi wanted to do Spider Man four. And he wouldn't do it without Maguire. And I'm sure Maguire would probably be fine to do it, but I don't think the studio is going to give them money to do a Spider-Man. Because one, it would not be in the same... They want everything to be in their own little universe. So they're not going to have them do something that's not... Uh, unless they can somehow tie it in. Well, the you know, the funny thing was... Um, Toby Maguire looked old. And I, know, I mean, I don't think he's that much older than me, but he definitely looked old next to Tom Holland. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he looked like Andrew he looked Garfield. like he was forty years old. <laughs> yeah, which I was like, dang, he looks old. And, and I don't know if they did that on purpose. You know, they didn't put a lot of makeup on him or whatever, just to kind of do the juxtaposition between the three of them. So he kind of had like a young, middle, and an older Peter. Um, okay. Amazing Spider-Man 3 reveal trailer. So is this just BS? Yeah. Oh, okay. You get, I mean, the thing is, there's so much Marvel misinformation out there. Um, I know uh, Yahoo's got a story out that said, Today they unveiled Adam Warlock in first look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I cannot find it. So, oh, there, there it goes. There it goes. There's a video, or no, it says it. Well, no, we're, we're, I'm gonna jump way back because I don't know why I just thought this. When you were saying they showed um, that the new Black Panther is gonna have um, Namor in it, did they show any images of Namor? Yeah. Does he have like the widow's peak and the pointed yeah, ears? I, I, I couldn't. Like? I couldn't tell about the widow's peak. I could see the pointed ears. And he looks more like the Jay Lee type of uh, Namor. Oh, so he's gonna have a little tiny speedo. Well, and... it's just he's he's very swarthy, obviously, since we've got a yeah. you know Latino uh, playing him, yeah. and you yeah. know longer hair, yeah. longer flowing hair. It's probably gonna look a lot like um, the Aquaman, the Aqua Bro, as uh, <laughs> as he plays him. Um, it's a shame he's not. He can't get introduced in uh, an FF film. I mean, he really should be introduced in that film, not, not, uh, you know, not a. Uh, you know, you, you could almost, if you had Chris Evans back, you could almost do like a flashback and establish some kind of an invaders type storyline yeah. where, as Cap, he worked along. You know, maybe he had an encounter with Namor. Or something like that. And that establishes him. Then he doesn't. Because he'll just show up. To your point, yeah. David, he's gonna be like, "Okay, here's a villain," uh, and you know he hates yeah. Wakanda for some reason. Like, okay, well, why? Well, we, he just hates him. Just accept it, Vaughn. And you know he's gonna be misunderstood. And then he'll 
at the end he'll be like he'll be defeated and he'll vow vengeance on humanity so then maybe then he comes back in an FF film I don't know I doubt it but I don't know I do know it's getting late though yeah it is getting late yeah we got one of us with the vid yeah that's right we don't want to we want to stress uh, stress to Brian there. Definitely time for me to take my second dose. And it's getting late for you, David. It's late for me, but it's really late for you. Yeah, it's after midnight. Nothing good happens after midnight. That's right. <laughs> well, I think uh, you know we've had a good conversation tonight. I know I've had a couple of drinks. Hopefully, those listening also did. You know, again, the idea is. This all started at the beginning of COVID because none of us could go out and go anywhere yeah. and socialize with folks. And now here we are. We've got one of our hosts with COVID. It took a couple of years, but it found him. Yeah. Well, let's just hope that it doesn't hit my wife too hard. Um, she's, yeah. she's really, really uncomfortable right now. And um, so I'm just trying to keep an, keep an eye on her. So keep her in your thoughts. Um, but... Huh? I'm glad that we did get to talk. You know, it's like even though, you know, they told me today that, that I've got this and everything, I was just sitting there thinking, man, I still want to record today. And I've been fortunate enough not to have a bad cough hit too much uh, while we're recording here, so I'm thankful for that. Um, but don't worry, I'll be taking my meds and everything and should be better in no time. And I won't expose anybody if I don't have to. And you got your training done, which is the most important thing. Yes. Right. <laughs> According to my boss, yes. Anyway, um, but thank you all for listening to us. We'd like to know, of course, what you think and feel about all this, as well as uh, our regular show. So if you could, just uh, shoot us an email at gottagetburned at gmail.com. Or you can uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes. Or leave us a note on our Facebook page, Third Degree Burn out there. We get new members every day, so uh, hopefully you're one of you. will uh, write us and let us know what you're thinking. You guys got anything else? No, I just hope, uh, hope you feel better. Hope your wife doesn't feel worse. Great. And, you know, thank David for coming on. We haven't had David on in a while. and It's been a minute. Hope it, yeah, it's been a minute. And I hope uh, everybody has a good weekend, and I hope John had a great time. That's the reason why he's not here, is he is uh, rubbing elbows with um, right. all the stars he's and seen, all he's the... Dancing. Uh, he's, he's doing the Lizzo <laughs> dance. He's doing the About Game Time with Lizzo. I knew he was a fancy Dan when he told us about getting the comic book subscriptions. And here he is, <laughs> fancy man again, hanging out at San Diego Comic Con. The power of the United States Postal, Postal Service. Service. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's got that in with Comic-Con. He just flashes his badge. <laughs> right. I need to make an ex- inspection. That's right. Oh, the mail police. Man, those guys are scary. Show me your papers. No, I always think of uh, Philip Baker Hall. You know, he was on Seinfeld as, uh, as the mail police. You don't remember that? <laughs> No, that was uh, that was Wilford Brimley was the postmaster general. Well, wasn't Philip Baker Hall the detective? No, no, he was the library detective. That's right. That's yeah, right. he was the library. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, for Brimley was the one that uh, <laughs> convinced Kramer that you want to take all that mail you've got out there. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, thanks a lot. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk at you later. Have fun. Adios. Good night, everybody. Good night.
Thanks for listening. You can find us and many other great shows at tutufreaks.com. That's T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S.com. Third Degree Burn is spelled with the number three, R-D-D-E-G-R-E-E-B-Y-R-N-E, and is part of the Two Two Freaks network of shows. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Third Degree Burn, spelled with the number three, and Burn spelled B-Y-R-N-E. Compliments, complaints, and recipes can be sent to gotta get burned at gmail.com that's g-o-t-t-a g-e-t-b-y-r-n-e-d at gmail.com drop us a line and tell us how we're doing till next time this has been third degree burn some men aren't looking for anything logical like money they can't be bought bullied reasoned or negotiated with some men just want to watch the world